We clearly all like that song. I, I love that song. I do apologize. I was I'm way sorry. that was way loud. Uh, you're one of those. I don't know. Just play with it. Turn it way up for Jess. I think is what you should do. Blow your drums. Can you turn it? Just like look. If you just go. Well, that's me. Well, no, don't be a dick. Stop <laughs> touching everyone else's shit. I told you to do it to Jess's. Sarah, is that that? Is that better? I don't know. Is this that, yeah, that Oh, that was loud. That was you. Here, how about that? One? There <laughs> we go. <laughs> That's yours. Now you know. You're uh, you're number one here. The first one. <laughs> you're <laughs> number one. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Wow, you guys fucking stop yelling in the mic. I'm not. And it does me. Well, look at all that red. I'm not yelling into the mic. If my mic is loud, I'm barely talking. What? What are you polka dots? We didn't read a. We didn't yes, read levels. Yes, I'm polka dots. So I had in his the polka dot room. I, I think you're probably better now. I had it turned up way loud. So we uh, we had a great interview today uh, for you guys. This is the New Utah Podcast, by the way. It's episode 57. It is the week of July. No. Not June. Nope. June pre, 27th. Pre-July. Fuck, I wish it was July already. Um, it's June 27th. I'm discombobulated. I've been up for, fuck, I don't know, almost 20 hours. Um, I got a lot more to go, but we have a fantastic episode for you today. Um, it is, it is going to be a long form interview with, uh, one Sir Richard Thomas Stedman, um, of the Cultural Hall, Radio Thomas Hell, um, Richie T. Stedman, Davis the Clown, Richard, Desert Rick. Star Theater, Dick. uh, Rick Stedman, Dick Stedman, old Dick Stedman, um, <laughs> 15 minutes of feeling, Stedman. Yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes of feeling your feelings. Uh, feeling anyway, your feelings. Really fun conversation. Uh, not so much about the radio because he's on the radio every day. And if you really want to fucking hear about that, go listen to the radio from Hell Show on X96. And they have their podcast, too. Yeah. So. And they have the podcast. And so if you, re- oh my God, my daughter actually read my text and is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I, I looked at these guys and I said, I need a beer. And they all looked at me like, so fucking get up and go get one. And I texted my daughter, and she brought me a beer. So The enabler. And now she's now he's using a new Utah pa- podcast my bottle, bottle opener. Because it's on the desk right next to the beer. Our good buddy Nick made those. Nick Pasta made those. Oh, Nick made those? Yeah. I didn't know Nick made those. Yeah, he oh, made yeah. them. Mm-hmm. I have one hanging he's on my wall skills. at work. Dude, that, what doesn't he do? Does he, he meet? What? <laughs> he doesn't eat meat. That's he true. He doesn't eat animal. He's got a pug in a bag. He's vegan, right? He's not just yeah. vegetarian. He's vegan. Yeah. yeah. He does have a pug in a bag. Um, he uh, has some great songs. And he has and some stuff coming up. He does. He does. Um, yeah, let's just talk about that. Because we have a, it's a long form interview. It's about an hour and 45 minutes. It's, it's really fun. It's interesting. You um, love it. We talk about a lot of stuff that you probably haven't heard Richie talk about. Um, and some stuff you may have and great, but, uh, we talk about stalkers and feelings and, uh, but only 15 minutes worth. Yeah. There's only 15 minutes worth of feelings in that whole long form interview. <laughs> so hope you guys, I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's do talk about events. Let's start with Nick since we're talking about Nick Passy. He's, you know, of course, part of Folk Hogan, uh, who did the intro song. Um, but he has his own stuff. And is that, that what is, what he's doing these, yes. these, these shows? Yep. So he is booked for pretty much ever between his solo stuff and Folk Hogan. I don't know how he, he's like Richie. I don't know how he finds time to breathe. But he is doing two shows on the 30th of June. Uh, one is going to be at Moochie's. And last week we talked about this because we couldn't figure out if he was going to be doing this inside or outside. And Did you get I forgot to, no, I forgot to ask. So. 
Just go. Yeah. How fucking good of a like but Moochie's downtown. No, no. I'm a good not, person. We apparently. had this discussion during the interview. I'm not. So You're terrible um, person. <laughs> <laughs> this one single instance, not finding out details to a show that is I know, I know. I Son failed. Of a bitch. Thanks for dinner though. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so also on the thirtieth, he is doing a show. Uh so he goes from Moochie's to Murray. So Moochie's is on what is that? Fifth South, South. something, downtown. yeah. So it's downtown, down to Murray to at eight forty-five. Nope, to Crow and Pitcher, which I've never heard of before. So I assume it's just a little bar, hmm. and he'll be doing a show there. It's a massage parlor with blacked-out windows. It's a massage parlor. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> not in Murray. You'd have to go like further up State Street, probably. No, you don't. No, you don't. Vine Street and Murray. <laughs> Why do you know that, Chris? Clients. <laughs> you're you're a client or <laughs> No, so I had a I had a demo there with a client, not at the massage parlor, but at a <laughs> at a restaurant somewhere right around there and yeah, there's there's a little strip mall. You know that new place that they kind of developed that uh, there used to be a um like a Alberto's or whatever on the corner and they tore all that down and put some new stuff up. And that strip mall, there's a there's a little massage parlor with blacked out windows, because you know those day massage parlors, they're known for good massages. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I was just joking. <laughs> Nick's concert is not at a massage parlor. No, that's very true. But he does provide happy endings. So if you go to his concert, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be happy to hear that. Yes, I'm sure. He's, this is a new service that he offers with his buy an album. He's got a little bit of extra time. Yeah, he's 10 bucks more and you get a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Disclaimer, Nick Passy is not actually a whore. Yeah, no. That we know well, of. Well, I mean, not for sex. He's not a gigolo. No. I'm sure he whores himself out, though. I mean, he's, a, he's, he's a musician. He's a musician. Yes. He's definitely a whore. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Anyway... <laughs> Is that, right is that your segue to you want to know what else is going on? She just doesn't July. like me talking about whores. You guys, it's 4th of July weekend. Dun, 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 What? A whole You'll, weekend. That you means everybody's going to be so the zero first. Zero excitement from me on this bullshit, just so you guys first know. First is Saturday, right? Second. So everybody's going to be taking like a four day weekend. I'm except taking for me. a four day weekend. Um, I'm gonna be Chris is not. <laughs> Chris and I will be working. Jerry <laughs> will probably we'll be, work. be working. I bet I get. I bet <laughs> I, I get be. sixty hours of those four days in. Yeah. Anyways, so there. I just want to talk. Last week, Chris had me go through the uh, firework events because guess what? Utah has an issue with fires, oh, and yeah. uh, even though fireworks are allowed in many places, well, the 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 is it Beaver Canyon? It's not Beaver Canyon. What the hell is it? Um, uh, Brian, Brian fire Hitt. largest in the nation. Forty-seven thousand acres. Still We're seeing the smoke here now. Ten, actually, our smoke is from Idaho. Yeah, is our, it? our smoke's blowing down from Idaho, but it is causing a lot of problems with the air quality. Well, you down can there. see it; it's floating into Colorado. You can yeah. see it in the uh, satellite pictures. A lot of uh, a, a lot of a lot of homes destroyed. A lot of people lost. displaced. A lot of a lot of cabins too. Um, yeah, thirteen homes and countless cabins, outbuildings. Yeah, so really serious. Started by a jackass with a weed torch who I hope goes to jail. We actually got a notice from one of our insurance carriers that they will not bind on any property located in blah, 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 zip codes. And they listed like 10 zip codes. 
they're they've got a moratorium on it right now because the fire because like, of the, the fire so but Jess is bringing this up I think because she wants to turn a talk about uh, burn warnings. No no, I was going to talk about fireworks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yes, you can have your sidewalk of fire, but... Sidewalk of there fire. Are, <laughs> it depends on where you live. If yes, you, it depends on where you live. If so, you live in an unincorporated... Just assume if you live in an unincorporated part of any of the counties along the Wasatch Front, don't fucking light off fireworks in your backyard. So, that means you people that live out in Ochre, don't light off fireworks. That means you people that live out in, like, Saratoga Springs, in that area... There's, there's, yeah, you shouldn't, but there are areas like in, in Eagle Mountain, there are like my neighbor's okay. My neighborhood is okay, but across the street is not okay. So, but you shouldn't put them off in my neighborhood anyways. It's a U shape and there's nothing more terrifying than watch a firework at your house. That yeah. Happened. Anyways. So oh, yeah, point being, there are plenty of events around the state on the 4th of July uh, weekend, mostly the 4th, uh, to go see fireworks. And you could... T- you know, you could technically go to a couple of these because, you know, Stadium of Fire is on Saturday down in Provo. If you don't want to buy a ticket because you don't like the bands that are playing because they always bring country artists. You can still uh, watch it. Yeah, you can go up on the hill in Provo and you have a perfect view of it. You can actually see it from my aunt's house. You'd probably get a better view up on the I mean, you're not in the You stadium, should give out your aunt's address. That'd be awesome. People just show up at true. her house. Well, like, well, it's like we were talking show. about because RSL is <laughs> going to have post-game fireworks on, on Saturday. Uh, out nice. in Sandy, and, and yeah. you can watch those. You can watch those from the front of the lawn without paying for a ticket, or pretty much anywhere around 90th South and State Street, you're going to be able to see them. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, on the 3rd, uh, which is Monday, is the Owls game, and I know we were joking about it, but even if you don't I want to go watch... I wasn't joking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't even fucking support don't, them. I know, but if you don't want to no, watch... No, go watch their fireworks for yeah. free. Don't buy a ticket to their shit-ass fucking product. Go watch their fireworks. Okay, baseball. stop interrupting her. <laughs> it's okay. It's been a while. I'm not used baseball. to it. Just the owls. Okay. Just the owls. Let's be clear. Okay, perfect. Uh, so here's the list for you. Uh, Sugar House Park, Jordan Park, Park City, uh, B Stadium, Elton Park in Tooele, Magna, Murray, the West Jordan Stampede, uh, which we talk about city mm-hmm. events, and that's another huge one that's in this what area. Are, what, what's the over-under on like a gunshot? Like someone dying of a gunshot. <laughs> Do we want to take bets? Because <laughs> we, we had stabbings at West Fest uh, and fights. We had pepper spray incidents in Taylorsville uh, at Taylorsville days. So I'm just wondering what the over-under is on West Jordan having something like a shooting or something. Maybe like, I'm trying to think of like, a, maybe they'll throw like. I guess maybe, it, but it's de-escalating, right? So it went from stabbings to pepper spray. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like brass knuckles or something. A taser. I don't think that's a de-escalation from pepper yeah, spray. What, yes. about a, what about a tasing? No, no. tasing is pretty intense. I think that's almost more intense. Maybe someone's I think it's some more like some stern words. What about bottles, like from, you know, glass bottles or something? Chucking glass bottles at people. <laughs> Whoa. I feel like it's more more like stern words. Uh, Darn you. Damn it. <laughs> I don't think the news is going to report those. <laughs> Not That'd unless it's awesome. a real slow news day. <laughs> boy, boy, I if want, they... If, I want to see that If the they news. did, they would have been reporting well, us uh, for yelling at our Fourth of July weekend was really slow. What do you guys got? Uh, well, I was at West... Fight I was at West Jordan days and some dudes were yelling at each other. Sure, make that into something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they could. Uh, also, Kaysville and Clearfield have events on the 4th. Um, that morning, if you're not down in Provo at the Freedom Festival... Um, parade, which is a really awesome 
and huge parade, and I've slept out at it many times overnight, which is super fun. Why do you sound surprised? Uh, overnight camping trips in the city are crazy to me. It's, it's packed. Like, nobody goes to sleep at all. Uh, it's packed. Anyways, it's, it's still awesome. crazy to me. Uh, anyways, in Pleasant Grove, uh, above the canyon, they are going to be unfurling the, the largest flag. And it is on the Grove Creek Trail. And they're doing that at 8 o'clock in the morning. And it's going to be... Awesome. Oh, yeah. That's that, like, 600-foot flag, right? Yeah. That we talked about? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And then... Can uh, you take pictures for me? Because I'm not fucking driving there. And I know you're going to go see it. Maybe. I have to work <laughs> on the 4th. So do I. <laughs> I have to work. I can't leave, I can't leave my desk until... I'll be, like, already be at work for, like, an hour at that time. <laughs> so, about, so, on the 4th of July, at about 6.30, I start drinking. And by 9.30, I'll be completely lit. And done. Like done. a firework. Ha Lit like a firework. And then maybe I'll go play with fireworks. Do it. After I'm ridiculously drunk. No, hopefully my neighbors will do something because I'm not doing anything. But go buy fireworks, people. From um, Phantom, Phantom Fireworks. From Phantom, yes. Don't buy them from anyone else. You can buy them from my cousin at, in South at Jordan. The Phantom at booth. the Phantom booth. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, just one... One more event uh, for this week because I told you that I'm totally nerdy and we talked about it last week. The longsword class. Oh, oh yeah. I Come forgot on. about that. Uh, 10:40 South Constitution Boulevard on July 1st at 12 o'clock. It's for beginners. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. Um, guess what, Chris? Your favorite event of the year is next weekend. The gun show. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the gun show is only a great event because someone always gets shot. <laughs> nope. Guess again. That's all I got. Um, I don't know. The Obon Festival. Oh, the Obon Festival the, is. I do love the Obon Festival. It's really fun. Is the weekend of the eighth? Here's why I love the Obon Festival: homemade rice candy. <laughs> I don't care about the rest of the festival. I can get fresh homemade rice candy. Do you know what the Obon Festival is? Rice candy? Yeah, that's all it's about. (laughs) This is rice candy and and Japanese food, No, it's the Festival of Joy, and it's similar to Memorial Day in America. Hmm. So it's going to be at the Salt Lake Buddhist Temple at 1 o'clock, and that is on 2nd South? It's right behind the Salt Palace. Yeah. Where the underground walkway tunnel drivey underneath thing is. Yes. Fucking, I don't know. I don't know either. It's down from Pierpont, isn't it? No. 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 Other it's, way. It's legit, like, just west of the of the Salt Palace. Other, yeah. You know the back it's entrance? It's in between the Salt Palace and, and the, the post center. office thing. Underground yeah. section is. Yeah, where it goes underground. Oh, they like yeah. to drive underground. It's it's just on the other side of that road. On just the south west. side. Yeah. yeah. South side. Yeah. Um, another cool event that is on the weekend of the 7th and 8th is, remember, we have those amazing women football players, the Falcons. Falcons. Oh yeah, they are having Western Con- Western Conference Finals. That's next week, weekend. right? Yeah, okay. over the seventh and eighth, and that's on the eighth. It's at Cottonwood High School at five o'clock. It's ten bucks. They're playing, I think, Sacramento. I don't remember. Anyways, uh, so go support our local local sports cool. teams. Awesome women. Uh, another huge event, Gaming Con. Oh yeah, that's at the South Penn Expo Center that weekend. Yes, seventh and eighth. Um, Board games, video games, video games uh, panels, game designers. It's kind of a, a plethora of everything. 
It's a lot of game playing. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, it's the July uh, movie night at Hatch Family Chocolates on the 7th. They're they're showing trolls. So go get some a limeade. Like like troll, like the really shitty movie, the trauma film? No, trolls. No, like the cartoon. Oh. Trolls, not, bo- not box the one trolls. like we wanted to get trolls. That's no, like box Josh trolls is for good. Five no, of those. Box trolls is really good. That crappy trolls movie from the eighties. That horror flip. There's like five of them. Yeah, not that one. No, I'm not watching that. Not that one. I would love to go to one of those movies. I'm not going to that movie because I'll just fucking make fun of it the whole time, and I'm sure that won't go over well. Well, the good news is there'll be other movies that they show, so don't feel so sad. They need to show Tommy Boy, and I'll go, and I'll probably get booed because I'll say the entire thing front to back. Tommy Boy's awesome. I think they try to make it kid-friendly. Tommy Boy's kid-friendly? <laughs> <laughs> if you like Alpha. Oh, I was just spanky. checking the uh, dust specs on the inline. I'm retarded. <laughs> I love that movie it's so the much. Best. Uh, also, the Scottish Festival in Payson is over the 7th and 8th. Uh, much sm- it's, there's no Highland Games. It's much smaller. Um, it's in the Payson City Memorial Park. And then a, a couple other cool events over... Um, that weekend on the 7th and I actually ran into somebody right after I wrote this down Heber Valley Artisan Cheese up in Midway is doing a night of cheese and chocolate and you do need to pre-register uh, but that, that will be really cool and they have really good cheese they have that grilled cheese that you can grill on your grill and it doesn't melt it just gets soft and crunchy on the outside and it's How amazing how weird is that? what kind of cheese is that? Magic cheese. <gasps> magic cheese. If you come to if you come to the farmers market, I'll show you the magic <gasps> cheese. Magic uh, is it in a can? <laughs> no, I doubt it. <laughs> no, I, definitely I, not. I, I wish I could, maybe I can. I think I could probably swing the farmers market this Saturday. I really want to go and buy stuff and then make dinner with the stuff that I buy. Just randomly. Every time I go, there. I'm not ever going home after, and I need to learn to take a cooler and put it in my car. So that I can run my errands and then yeah. everything will still be well, safe. Well, it's a trip for you. I mean, it's a trip for me, but not as much as it is for you. It's a shorter so, commute than just, going to work for me. You just need a cooler for your car, like, in general. Yeah. yeah you could so, just use it for storage, I, I mean, so or you could use it for a cooler. Oh, you should get one that plugs in and actually cools, that, like, will plug into yeah. a power port. Yeah. That actually generates... My birthday's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> or you could get a collapsible one. We put that on our co- put that on our cozy list. <laughs> cozy list. Plug no, in cooler for Jessica. No, but every time I'm every time I'm there, I'm like I just I just need to. No, if you, I mean if you have a cooler in your car in general, that way when you come across things and stuff. <laughs> I think so. Things and stuff. Is that the official? Like? <laughs> so there's, I've, I think I've talked about it before. When you come across your shit, is that better? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, some things you can just, Well, you, you know, don't normally have to put shit in a cooler, though it's probably warm. Probably should. And especially in these warmer days. Ooh, your car would stink. Ooh. But, yeah. <laughs> some things are okay just to leave, like the cherries or, you know, things like that. But I, there's a guy I like to buy... Fresh pizza dough and fresh mozzarella cheese yeah. from, and even though the dough's frozen, it's it still matter. only good for well, a couple hours. And even so. cherries, right now when it's ninety degrees plus outside, they get awfully yeah, soft. Like a I little don't like cold fruit. So, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I have sensitive teeth. <laughs> I don't know. Sensodyne. 
No, it doesn't work. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> no. No shit. <laughs> it might, I don't know. But, it might work for someone else. But, but Plus, did you know that warm water melon scientifically creates sugars and so it makes it sweeter? Yeah, that's why you grill watermelon. Have you ever had grilled watermelon? No. Oh my I'm not God, cool like so that. Good. I eat all my fruit warm too because I don't put stuff in the fridge at work and so it's usually warm by the time I eat and it. And yogurt. Yeah, and I eat my string cheese. I eat my yogurt warm and my string cheese warm. So gross. <laughs> she brings it home and she's like, "Oh, just stick it back in the fridge." I'm like, "Fuck no! It's been out of the fridge and for I like thirteen hours." Don't you eat it, and I will eat it, and I'm I've like, never gotten sick from it. So just shut up. Maybe that's why, because you're just immune to it, because you've maybe. been eating like soured yogurt for years. It's not soured yogurt, for God's sake! <laughs> it's a damn bacteria that's growing happily in the warm weather. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh fuck yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> Fine. It's extra probiotics for you. <laughs> Anyways, no, I have like event? I have like a little cooler that I just need to put in my. I just keep forgetting it, so and it's only the third week, so I'm good. It's true. It's true. I'm good. No, I'm good. That's two weeks of events. Kay. All you need is fireworks. Come on, that's it. Buy them from Phantom. Buy them from Phantom. I'm from Jess's cousin. And okay, today we are joined by uh, one Richard Thomas Stedman. Yeah, uh, so, will it be our Thomas Stedman? Uh, uh, if I ever become an apostle, yes. An apostle for the LDS <laughs> Church. I, w- I, I will don't think, be. Have they ever had a redhead apostle before? I don't well, think no. it's allowed. Gingers don't have a soul. Well, yeah, you have to have a soul, first of all, to be an apostle. And second of all, by the time you get to be an apostle, you I mean, you don't really have. Pretty dead anyways. Your well, hair's gray. Yeah, your hair's gray, right? Oh. Like, uh, no, red hair Red hair lasts for quite a while. Well, sure. And so I think actually if we're going to get technical, and I guess this is where we start, right? Uh, Elder Bednar, who's one of the apostles right now, kind of a ginger. Not like me, ginger, pale and all that, but definitely a reddish tint to his hair. So, I mean, you have a reddish tint to your whole skin. Is that just because you're constantly... <laughs> is that because you're constantly sunburned? Uh, so this is true, and I'll show you guys this, and this will... You guys are all done eating, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, so, eating. so look, uh, I don't know if you can see it on the the back of my tricep here. There's this kind of like space. Do you see it? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cancer gone. Oh. Now check this out. I'll see if I can turn around. I'll do this quick because I know this plays really well. But do you oh, see that you on oh, the yeah. back? Big old hunk of skin that they took out for cancer. So uh, yeah, no, I am a I am a true blooded ginger of every. Of every meaning in every fashion. Just have to go every six months to a year to the dermatologist. No soul. Ugly as a kid. So you should so you should probably learn to wear sunscreen. Right. And I do. <laughs> most it's of the time. Totally, but, it's but, totally different though when you have red hair jeans wearing sunscreen, you feel like you're burning all the time. Yeah. You so so like uh, I'll date people, uh and, and my ex wife was like this as well, who's like, Oh, I love the water, I love going on a boat, and I'm like, I am totally with you for like three hours and then my heat value is so high and I just can't take it anymore. It's like, Well, you don't love what I like to do, and it's like, No, no, no. <laughs> Hear me very clearly. I can't handle any more than the three hours. Uh, just a side note as well, though, um, for all you that have dental pain, uh, we redheads, 
We're so tolerant to pain that it takes extra Novocaine when we go to the dentist. Did you know that? That's actually true. It takes a lot. But that's not a good thing. I don't think that's tolerance or is to pain. It? I think or that's tolerance it? to medicine. Maybe it's okay. Well, so whatever it is. So medicine, my my father-in-law's a ginger, and when he goes to the dentist, he doesn't want Novocaine. Yeah. He's like, no, drill it. I don't I don't like being well, groggy after. Well, because the problem is, so right, they, they, <laughs> they do so much to get you numb. Yeah, so I guess it is an intolerance to pain. Uh, they give you so much that you are then numb forever I, for like a day. So you get, you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, cool, this is still happening. I hope my face comes horse tranquilizers. Yeah. <laughs> I've never right? had dental work done where I've had. I've never had dental work done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Well, that's fun. Fun. Good for you. Good for you. And I tan when I go out. In the oh, sun. good. Good. <laughs> nice. And were you a cute kid? Great. Yeah, totally. Great. Well, good. Did you ever get pushed down the stairs and get called a fag? No. Nope. Oh, okay. No, well, I didn't have any brothers or sisters either. It wasn't from brothers and sisters. <laughs> I it was know, a kid but, in school. But I just mean, like in general, I just I had a pretty good a charmed life. Perfect. Yeah, Great. School, Thanks for your empathy. School bullies. <laughs> no empathy <laughs> from me. <laughs> so we got to my name. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the New Utah podcast. And your cancer. But this is this is how you remember how you asked if there was a format. Yeah, this, this is it. This is it. So let's let's stay in your childhood. I understand your brother Jeff, who we interviewed, uh, and I don't care what he says. You're still cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, he's pretty nice. I listen. I listened <laughs> to it. He was dad. very kind. No, he was dad. very. He was much more but, much kinder than I deserve. Truthfully, he says that uh, he says that he knocked out your teeth. Uh, okay, so <laughs> a cu- true, kind of. A couple of my teeth in my mouth for about 27 years, actually until my ex-wife insisted that I get them fixed or she'd leave me. Not exactly, but kind of exactly. Um, they just glad never... Glad see that worked out, by they the just, way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm glad I got that done. Uh, no, that two, paid off. Yeah. <laughs> two of them just never grew in, right? Um, they're called the lateral incisor. It's right next to your front ones. It's between your front and your canine. Uh, and well, actually, crooked tooth. And actually, let's see. Oh, good. See, I didn't see, not, re- not everything's perfect. Yeah, I was just going to say, they're vengeance. Uh, a, a mildly crooked <laughs> tooth, kind of. <laughs> um, but, you know, so wisdom teeth are the most uh, likely to have something jacked up with them in your mouth. And then the second most common tooth is the lateral incisors. And especially in Utah, and I, they don't know if it's something uh, genetic because a lot of people from Utah marry Utah. Uh, or if it's something else, but Utah has a very high rate of some sort of abnormality with your lateral incisors. I just happened to have two of them missing. My mom had one. Mine My- were both crooked. Oh yeah, is that yeah. a Tawilla thing? Yeah. No, not see because I'm 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 East Side of State Street, pal. So don't huh. don't assign me your Western <laughs> values. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy's so west that he, well, no, you're east. You're so east and so east that you weren't even born in the state. That's right. How east are you? Idaho. I was oh. born in Idaho. Grew that's, up in Iowa. That's, technically north. That's north, really. Yeah. Grew up in Iowa. Iowa. So you could have been president, but you're not. <laughs> if I'd have stayed there. <sighs> that and Bill Gates. Yeah. Was he from out there? Well, don't say my name is Jeremy Gates. Oh yeah. Doesn't I don't feel like that. <laughs> I don't feel like that assignment. Doesn't tie in now. It doesn't work. I was in Seattle. <laughs> by your logic, I should also be Bill Gates because I was by his house. See? It works. It doesn't, but it works. So, uh, yeah, messed up teeth. That's it. <laughs> but it was his fault. Oh, he oh, said yeah, it was no, his I fault. Didn't even get, oh, so, so when we were like, uh, he was probably like 14 and I was 11. I, I had a really kind of, um, what, angry childhood a little bit? I had a temper when I was younger, just 
What? A redhead with a redhead temper? Yeah. temper? Well, right. So, and, and usually that transcends into adulthood and it's not for me at all. I'm about as passive as it could, it could be. In fact, probably too passive. So passive that it's aggressive in some levels. <laughs> uh, but no, I used to get so mad and just rage, just rage, rage, rage. And, uh, and my brother was being a jerk and, uh, and, you know, doing that older brother thing, you wouldn't know because you lived no. a perfect, charmed, charmed single, yep. you know, only child life That's right. livelihood. But uh, he was just being a jerk, so I chucked a TV dinner at his face. <laughs> Full on. Just hard frozen. Like frozen tinfoil. TV dinner. No, like in the box at the grocery oh. store. Frozen hungry man, two uh, pounder. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? With the brownie <laughs> that doesn't cook all the way on yes. the side? Yeah. That's the best part. Chucked it right at him, and instantly it was like, Oh no. <laughs> what have I done? Right? Like you're, it's like, rage. Okay. There's punishment now and it's coming quick and immediately take off. I'm running to the front of the store and he ran after me and he just, you know, came up right behind me and with his fist right to my face. So if you see, uh, the two front ones are chipped at the bottom. They're not level. And then, uh, they're the, like Lloyd Christmas tea. Yeah. <laughs> you pumpkin pie haircutted freak. <laughs> uh, and then the uh, bottom middle one, he just chipped them all. And then I ended up, they get they got them fixed, and I chipped them, like, getting hit in the face with a tether ball and a bunch of other things. So we ended oh, up just oh, making man. it so they didn't hurt anymore and then just left them how they were. So, yeah, I mean, he did break my teeth, but I very much deserved it. No one likes to have a TV dinner chucked at their face. Yeah. I don't think. That might be a fetish thing I online. Know. I haven't looked. Uh, there's I'm probably sure a, there's probably yeah. a movie for that. <laughs> there's a fetish thing for everything. It's true. So he delivers the TV dinner, <laughs> but then she doesn't have any money <laughs> to pay for it. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. So if you would like to... Everybody knows you from Radio From Hell. Maybe. Explain what you do. Okay. Everybody, we're going to assume what your role is there, and then we're going to get that Don't out of the on. way. Don't and move on. Don't no, move yeah. We, we brought you here because you are doing so many things in right. our community, but that's just one of them. Uh, yeah, and it's interesting. So you assume that, right? You assume that people would say, uh, you know, everyone knows me from Radio From Hell. It is fascinating to me, and I love it, to find out where people know me from. Uh, Radio From Hell, it's a morning show here in Salt Lake. It's on X96, an alternative rock station. The show's been around in some form or another for now 31 years with Carrie Jackson and Bill Allred. Uh, Gina joined in uh, 1995 or 96. I used to listen when it was Carrie, Bill, and Chunga. Yeah. So there's there's been lots of <laughs> incarnations along the way. Uh, and uh, he was Brett Smith, though, at that point, wasn't he? Or was yep. it Chunga? Yeah, he was Brett for like a week, and then the and then Chunga thing happened, the and I don't know what happened, and then he left, and blah de blah blah But I remember when it was them, and right. he was the He was the, the producer, producer, kind of, yeah. So, uh, so a lot of people will know me from that, and I'll get into some of the other things here in a minute. Um, but what I do for Radio From Hell is I am the producer of the show, so... Um, uh, what that basically means is I'm kind of the liaison between the salespeople and the morning show's programming. That's one thing. I make sure that all the salespeople get, if they want to get any sort of message or we have commercials that have to run and that stuff, I'm uh, in charge of making sure that those happen and then uh, working with the salespeople to make sure that we did it the way that we're supposed to, etc. Also, um, providing content, things like news stories. Uh, the radio show does a thing called Boner of the Day, which is... Um, you know, stupid or funny human behavior in the news from people. So everyone kind of helps pull those together. Anytime any of the hosts are gone, 
you know, it's my duty to fill in and, and fill the role that they have. Like the rest of the week? Yeah. Like, and for the next, you know, eight <laughs> days. So for the, for, so it's sort of a unique time. They're all on vacation for the next eight days. And so I'll come on and I'll do whatever the big news story is. Uh, and then in addition to that, I'll do traffic and I'll do weather. So the bulk of it pre-recorded then, and you can yeah. just plug that in. Yeah, they're all older bits, not oh. older, like a long Best time dubs. old. Best stubs. Um, but yeah, things they've done before that people really enjoyed, and then we play it again. So I mean, that's what I do. But to kind of speak to your thing, you you know, you assume that people would know me from Radio from Hell. Well, I also uh, here in the Valley perform at the Desert Star Theater, and that's a completely different audience than I think Radio from Hell. There is some crossover there, but Desert Star Theater is a melodrama musical theater. Um, playhouse and I've been there since 2001 and uh, you know they sell out every single night and I think I've done with last count I think I've done like 52 shows there or something like that so time tell tell us a little bit about that theater because it's unique and people that don't aren't from Utah or new to our podcast may not know what Desert Star is so Desert Star does musical melodrama and they do um, they tend to to take whatever is sort of pop culturally relevant and then change it. So like um, the show that's going on right now is uh, the Three Amigos and the showdown at the Del Taco Ranch or something like that. Uh, I'm not in it, but uh, they, they roughly take from the Three Amigos the movie, some of the funny parts from that, and then kind of just... Which is the whole thing, let's be honest. Yeah, right. I mean, the whole movie. So they're just re- reenacting the whole thing. Yeah, kind of. I mean, would you I'd- say I have a plethora of pinatas? <laughs> I would like to kiss you on the veranda. No, the lips would be fine. Uh, that's my favorite one. Or El Jefe. Anyway, yeah, so we're not here to quote this. Anyway, uh, but you know, they'll do things like uh, the next show that I'll be in there is the Christmas show and it's called the Bipolar Express. So they take things that are popular and then, and they take uh, Utah humor. Uh, being both like Mormon humor, but also uh, cultural, cultural Utah humor, and play it into it. And so they do dinners and stuff too. Yeah, correct? you can so get pizza, you can get fun. burgers, you can, you know, just hang out and have all that. And it's interesting um, because it sells out every night. So you know, I did Indiana Bones, and the the Raiders of Walmart was the name of the show. I had to think about that for a second. From January to um, what would that have been? March, mid March of this year sells out basically every show. There was like 99 shows. So oh. I did that show for 18,000 people. So that is far more visual for people to go, Hey, you look familiar. How do I know you? Desert Star. Mm-hmm. So a visual thing. I mean, that's how some people will recognize me. Then you sort of add into it these other things that I do. I do a podcast myself. It's a Mormon culture podcast called the Cultural Hall. You can find it at theculturalhall.com or anywhere that um, podcasts are available. And that is um, just uh, anything to do with Mormon, right? It's the good, it's the bad, it's the weird, it's the curious, it's the mundane about Mormonism. Um, we talk about it. There's a, a group of about 30 of us in one way or another who work together on that project. And all of us are unpaid. Everyone kind of lifts where they're planted. Hey, we know how that goes. Right? <laughs> wow, it's 30 a, people. That's a lot to well, wrangle. Well, we don't have 30. Yeah. It's a, it's a passion project, and it is a lot to wrangle, but I love it. And it's fun to kind of, you know, flex very minorly some managerial uh, muscles in working with all of those people, right? Um, and then, you know, most recently, and it's interesting, so I'll, I'll, I'll disclose this to you. I put out on my way here... Uh, on Facebook, I said, you know, what do you want me to talk about? I'm going to be on this podcast. And they've said, I can talk about basically whatever 
I want a little bit. And it's fascinating to me uh, how many people find my home renovation so fascinating. <laughs> Uh, if you t- search the hashtag, uh, hashtag the homesteadman, it's where I've c- kind of cataloged this whole thing. But, um, to back up a little bit to, to where that all got started, I got, uh, I, l- I left my, w- my wife, I guess is the best way to say it. I, I, I ultimatumed my wife and then ended up moving in with my dad. And then we ended up getting divorced, uh, in November of 2015, uh, divorced in, uh, July of 2016. And around November of 2016, I decided, you know what, I want to buy a house. And I felt really, you know, for me, I'll say prompted, uh, cause I really feel like it's sort of a spiritual thing, but, you know, guided that, uh, this sort of project was what I needed. December 2nd of 2016 is when I closed on my house. And it's a home that was built in 1925, almost a hundred years old, and, uh, decided that, that, uh, I would renovate this thing. Now, when you watch renovation shows on TV, <laughs> they get it done in a half an hour, and I think I thought it would be like that, right? Like, here we go, I'm knocking out a wall, and I'm going to come back a half an hour later, and it'll be done. And, you know, the other part of that being, yeah, of course, there will be a professional with me all along the way to let me know what I need to be doing. Not, certainly not the case, um, but it has been just an amazing experience to be able to to be a part of. And the second thing is because I've been so uh, all about it on social media between like Facebook Live, Instagram, um, both videos and pictures and, you know, like before and after photos that I have had people who, you know, this happened just uh, probably two weeks ago. Now I'm at the gym. I get done on the treadmill and I'm walking towards the free weights and this guy comes up. And he's like, uh, he, he's, he's like, uh, what, like a bro, I guess. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? He's swole. Yeah, he's, he's a meathead. Yeah. He's kind of maybe a little gym rat or whatever. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's talking to me. Did I take the wrong weights? Did I look at him wrong? Maybe, maybe this is like a, we were supposed to meet in the sauna or something. I'm not really sure what's going on. <laughs> you missed the invite. And, yeah. Right. Like, did I miss it? Am I throwing out a cue that I'm unaware of right now? <laughs> I go too far past yeah. the stall, the stall wall. I have a wide stance. <laughs> it is a wide stance. <laughs> and uh and he comes up to me and he's like hey you know what i have to tell you i've been following your house online and i think that's awesome and i was like uh, all right and i'm like so do you listen to radio from hell because i was you know i'm kind of filtering this through right and he's like no and i was like oh so then because he's kind of a bro <laughs> i guess the second thing is i went i went you know or or are we Desert Star, is this where we're coming from on this? He's like, I don't know what that is. And then I was like, all right. I was like, okay, well, I mean, the, the I mean, the cultural hall is this. He's like, dude, I don't have any idea except I just follow your home renovation online. And I'm like, that's awesome and kind of weird. Thanks, man. <laughs> I just kind of walked away, but. I like watching the videos. I, got right? honest, yeah. I love the way the I'm bathroom doing... turned out. I'm so jealous. Oh, you my saw gosh. my shower when you uh, went in there and it needs help. I know a guy. I can't. Sure, I know a guy too. He's for sitting right here. Yeah. This is my best friend and an architect, Jeremy Gates. Jeremy I don't know Gates. if you met him when you came in. But Jeremy Gates. Right. Related to Bill, I heard. <laughs> yeah, sort of. You know, yeah. distantly. I mean, name-wise. Far, just like it's far enough away that he's <laughs> never going to inherit. Not a dime. I don't know. There's lots of dimes. There's a <laughs> lot of dimes. The guy's still the richest. That's true. Um, so Doing part of your renovation has given you so many resources, reaching out to the community right? and finding... 
the people that you need or the tools that you need. And that alone is awesome that that is out there. You know, the other thing, too, uh, that has been a huge part of it, because it has been so much time, right? I literally go to work in the morning. I hit the gym for my sanity, and then most days I'm spending, unless I have to fix a window because some jerk decided to break it on my car, or recording a podcast with, you know, four lovely people, I'm spending spending time at my house, and sometimes, you know, people just being like, wow, this looks great, or oh, I can't wait to see the end result. Like, sometimes that, for me, is the payoff, where people are like, we're excited about this, when I just want to, you know, pour some gasoline on it and and watch it burn and then... Have you thought about check. submitting all these videos to like DIY or you know HGTV? So they'll come in and finish it. <gasps> then you could oh, be yeah. on the DIY, DIY network. <laughs> oh, I'd love it. Uh, do your house with Richie T. <laughs> well, so here's the deal, right? Like I am. What are we in? This is uh, June. So I bought it in December and pretty immediately started ripping stuff apart. So we're six, seven months into this. I'll be done with the upstairs probably in the next six weeks. Knock on wood. Yeah, but there somewhere. is the entire basement to go. So I would love something like that, a DIY to come in and be like, you give us the money and we'll just go ahead and finish this. No, I think Congratulations, you win a basement. Yeah. I think if you're on those shows, they just pay for all of it. Well, them. then done. Listen, yeah. that's fine. But if they don't, if they don't want to do that, I'll just pay them if they'll just come in and be like, we were thinking about this for this space. Yes. Sounds Whatever great. you want to do. That's good. For it. But it's cool. Wait. I got. I have a hidden room in the basement. I have a bar in the basement. For all I've, that drinking you're going to do? Uh, you can use a bar to have ginger ale <laughs> yes. for the ginger. And ginger beer. And mocktails. And mocktails. I had a nojito <laughs> when I was in Seattle the other day. You know what is terrible about a nojito? Everything. Yeah. When there, <laughs> when there is not rum in that drink to make it sweet. Yeah, if it doesn't taste... There, yeah. No, it... It took 20 minutes for all the flavors to blend, and then I was like, well, this would be a pleasant drink. But otherwise, it is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the, better, the better no hito is at the Milk farmer's market. Milk and a martini glass with a chocolate chip cookie on the side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Steam. Oh, yeah. Girl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's because she doesn't drink either. Don't talk dirty with me right now. <laughs> We're talking semi-sweeter milk chocolate, baby. Semi-sweeter milk. Dark, dark, uh, dark uh, chocolate no. with raspberries. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate and fruit, no. baby. No. Yes. No. Yes. no. Yes. So yes. do you just like, are you revolted every time Sherry's Berries is your... No, you know, so like, so like a chocolate, so like a chocolate dipped strawberry, like maybe, all right, maybe. I'm allergic to strawberries, so no, right, no, no. But you know what's gross? Those chocolate, because here's the deal: growing up, like those those oranges that you get at Christmas time, the the chocolate oranges, like they had me sold until I found out there was orange in it. But like the idea of having a chocolate ball and cracking it and having it in little pieces, I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. So did you hear that they've got those with raspberry and mint? Yeah. They even have just chocolate. Yeah, the mint ones are great. They do have just chocolate still, too. He did request a mint brownie, so maybe that would be sufficient. That's my poison. So so we do need to to step back ever so slightly with our questions. Okay. Why? Why? (laughs) Well, because we, we went from just we went from contract. he had a name, he broke a tooth, and he went to the, the Desert Star Playhouse. And we, Radio we just, from Hell, he made it to well, Radio from we, Hell and the Cultural Hall. Tiny bit more before that, like, okay. So, so where do you want to go, Jeremy? Let's talk me and you. So you're right like now. teenage mm-hmm. years. What got you into all of this? Into radio? Into plays? Into social media? Into basically where you are now? <sighs> okay, so uh, yeah, what I'm, made you such a social person? I'm the middle child, right? Because we so, met your brother, right? 
And he, so let, let, <laughs> let's talk about all these things. So middle child, I think, is a, a huge part of it. Uh, older brother and sister were, you know, they were bro and sis. And it was like, well, the old kids, they get to do stuff. And the younger kids are like, the younger kids are going to stay home. And I was like, hey, is there a place for me? Anyone? No? Attention? Nope. All right. I'll figure this out on my own. So that's part of it. Um, but like, uh, I think that I started to truly kind of act out when I was in, uh, seventh grade, my parents got divorced and up and in going into seventh grade, uh, like I was kind of like this, um, like when I was younger, I was like, what I want for my birthday is stock. And when I went to seventh grade, I was like, I'm going to take, you know, communications classes. And, and, and I was kind of taking these things serious. And at the time when, uh, my parents got divorced, I kind of uh, got a little lost in the shuffle, right? And uh, and uh, I quickly was like, well, yeah, you know, doing, you know, think, acting out, right? Being loud, being obnoxious was a way for me to get attention. So that so that I think was maybe part of it. My grandma uh, on my dad's side, Mavis Stedman, for people who listen, there's a lot of people that are connected to her. She taught at. Um, Kern's High School for forever. Kern's High. Uh, was it, right around the corner. Was um, was a Utah Teacher of the Year. Oh, a wow. lot of the theater teachers of you know <laughs> that are probably between like fifty and sixty had either you know uh, were her she was their teacher in some fashion or something like that. A really inspirational lady, and and so family parties were always like. You know, now we're doing this play, and who's going to play this part? And I'm like, me, me, grandma. You know, uh, <laughs> when I was in third and fourth grade, I did uh, a puppet show. I got some of my friends, and we got a script, and we put together a puppet show. And uh, and so that that's kind of where the theater bug comes from. With radio, uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the Dr. Demento show. Absolutely. Uh, it used to be on K-Bear on Sunday nights at like, like 11. At or yeah, 11 to minute, yeah, right? 11 to 1 or something. Something ridiculously late. And I was 10 or 11, and uh, I don't know how I got turned on to it, but these songs, right? I didn't even really get the songs. I look, you know, I, I listened back to what I thought was funny, and on that very basic level, it was very funny, and I realized they're filthy or that they're <laughs> just innuendo-laden. Like, I remember this one in particular. It's... Uh, it's called Wet Dream, and the whole song is about um, fish and ocean references, right? <laughs> so I drove into a sandbar, and the guy said I'd blown a seal, and I said, fix the damn thing and leave my private life out of it. Like, it's this whole song. <laughs> and I, I laughed because I knew the setup and punch time of a joke. I didn't necessarily understand the joke, but I was like, ha yeah, funny. <laughs> I would record these shows, edit out the commercials with the two. Do you guys remember the oh, two yeah. tape double, decks? Double tape oh, yeah. Where it's like, I record, still have one. play, go, get, yes. get, and play these for kids at school. And I just was like, <laughs> you know, ki- kids would gather around and we'd all sort of laugh. Do you remember the Mike Tyson ones? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to punch you out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and the classic, like, you're eat it from Weird Al. Well, that's and, where Weird Al got his start. Is yeah, he, was Dr. Demento. Was, he came up with some stuff and it submitted it and they started playing it. That's yeah. how he got his start, period. Um, and so, so for me, like that, so that was part of it. It was this kind of audit, auditory thing that I could bring to people and they were like, oh, that's great. So then fast forwarding a little bit through that, when I was on my religiously affiliated vacation in Cleveland, um, for two for years. For those of you who aren't paying attention, that's a mission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do you call it that? Because I think it's hilarious. Okay. That's awesome. Because yeah. it's pretty true. Yeah. No, I know. I was just wondering. 
Uh, yeah, especially to Cleveland, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, let me Please think about where I'd like to spend two years. Well, let's be clear. That's not really a vacation. Yeah. It's not like France. Or, yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot of work. So whether yeah. or not it's a vacation depends on <laughs> your definition of vacation. And it's hot as crap in the summer. Right. And cold as crap in the winter. Um, I had 19 companions in the time that Thank I was out for two years. Wow. What 19? is like the average for a missionary? Probably 10. So what, really? 11, is that yeah. many? But yeah. what does that say about you? Huh. That you went well, through twice as many. Right. So you would say, oh, okay, he's, you know, he's probably some sort of trouble. Not true. And it's an interesting thing. It's not a regret that I have necessarily, <laughs> but I, as a missionary, if you can believe this, I sort of had this idea of what I felt like a missionary for the LDS church should be. And I had a really hard time kind of removing myself from what I thought that would be, right? Everyone's like, oh, you should bring your own personality and that's going to be what the people that you're going to teach, it kind of attracts you. And for a long time, I think I got lost in this idea of what this missionary should be. So, um, like more of a character, like you were acting. In yeah. Yeah. Almost like there was a, there, there was a role and that role was really kind of strict and kind of a jerk. And so I think I missed in the two years that I was there, I missed a lot, a lot of opportunities to not only make some really great friends, not that I didn't, I made some great friends, uh, with companions and also people that I taught, but there were a lot of times where I just was like, no, we, this is just what we do because we do this. This is the role. You have to get up. It's not optional. These are things, you know, just here's what we're doing. If you're not going to do this, then why are you doing, why are you pretending to be out here? So oftentimes I would get, missionaries that this was sort of their last ditch effort right the mission president would assign them to me because he knew that i would annoy them to the point <laughs> no really to the point that they would either quit that they would either quit or they at least in the time that they were with me that or they sended them to elder stedman that they would get up that they would do the companionship study. And I had, you know, companions, companionship study for people who don't know. It's an LGS, uh, when on your mission, you study for an hour together. I had companions who, cause you're supposed to read from stuff together. I'd be like, all right, it's your turn to read. And they'd mumble kind of half awake. And then it would be my turn to read and they would just shut down. go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'd nudge them again, <laughs> but I was persistent. I was relentless as far as that <laughs> stuff goes. Uh, long story short about this, one of my mission companions that I actually got along with, who is actually my friend, he said, um, Elder uh, Myers is his name, Jared. He lives in San Diego. He said, you know, when I get back, I want to be a, a radio DJ. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's something I'd never considered before. I had a friend in college my freshman year before I went who was doing radio, but I never gave it any sort of thought. Uh, but when I got home, you kind of do this thing where you hit the ground running and then you go, wait, I don't have a spouse or any idea what I am going to do with my life. And so I went to college looking through the catalog and I see this radio class and I'm like, you know what? He and I got along well. We really have a lot of things in common. Uh, maybe I'll try that. And then I did it and was, I was hooked. So that's kind of how I got the radio thing. Uh, why did you pick SUU? Uh, so that's kind of an interesting story too. Uh, SUU, Southern Utah University. I initially had this amazing, um, opportunity to try and get a scholarship to Utah State University. Uh, their presidential ambassador, I think is what it's called at Utah State. It's a four year full ride scholarship. And, um, when I went up to, to go and do my interview for it, uh, my mom drove me up and she was like, Hey, when you're in there, make sure you tell them, uh, about how much you need this scholarship, right? About how that I'm a single mom. She wasn't remarried at the time about how we could really use the money and, 
you know, tell him about how, you know, we're, you know, your dad and I are divorced. So in the car ride from Salt Lake to Logan, I get super depressed (laughs) and I go into this interview and just bomb it, just straight bomb it. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And, and, uh, it was such a counter from when I had gone up there a few weeks previous and was, you know, life of the party and all sorts of all over the place. My, uh, my mom with good intentions had tried to suspect what they would want and that wasn't at all what they wanted. So I sort of calmed that part of my personality. Now, conversely, when I went to SUU, a similar type of scholarship, I went down and this was after the Utah State kind of debacle. And I just said, you know what? Balls to the wall. Let's see how this goes. And uh, they just were like, you know what? We need you here. And they offered me a one-year scholarship for everything and said, you know, if we like it after a year, we'll do it again. And they ended up paying for the whole time I was down there. My daughter's at SUU. Oh, nice. She loves it. Yeah, it's great. It's an amazing school. If I could send both of them there, they won't go to school together, both of my children. That's probably Um, smart, the murder. They, uh, (laughs) I would. I, I, I have fallen in love with that school. I just. And it's interesting about it, it. It's interesting too because so many people are like, there's nothing to do. And it's to, to you folks that say that you suck. So, well, <laughs> my child and people who listen to this podcast regularly know this, but my child is an introvert. Um, I'm kind of a shy person and my kids are extremely shy people and never did anything in, in high school. And my daughter never did anything and was not a participator. And that, that was her thing. And so we're like, you need to go away to school and you need to be in a dorm and forced to be with people. And they placed her with great people and she got along with them. And she called me one day, uh, mom, I pledged a sorority and I got in and I went, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then she got involved with this. Um, hello. Who is this? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hello. And hello. Great, great girls that I just adore. Yeah. Um, you know, we went down there for their little parent weekend and bold. And I just went, I, love this place can i be 19 and go to college and come here and yeah. so that's yeah, great i like to hear the stories from I, other people that have gone there because i just have found it to be such a great experience right. i got a question for you yes please um you do more things in a day than anyone i probably know in real life okay and i know jeremy and he does, he's an urban <laughs> farmer, and so he does a lot of things. You do urban life. farming? Like what? Talk okay. to me. I'll, I'll, we'll get there, but I want to know about so that real quick. The abbreviated version. So I, I built our chicken coop in a greenhouse yes. out of junk wood and pallets and okay. stuff like that. How many chickens? 18. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's I, I a lot. A, I built a wind generator to power it. Okay. I built two beehives. Uh, and then. You got I, bees? Oh, yeah. Okay. Got, got bees, honey. Yeah. Mm, his honey's really I barely good. know you. Fruit, <laughs> fruit trees, vegetables. Fruit trees, vegetables, what garden. What kind of fruit so, trees are we talking? Uh, apple tree, yeah. pear tree. Peach? Peach tree. <sighs> my poor uh, almond tree didn't make it. It died. Yeah, that's um, all right. It's bad for the environment anyway, almond trees. So, so and then... <laughs> have, you guys heard, have, you guys, have you guys followed that? The uh, crazies no. about almond trees? Keep uh, going and we'll talk about that and in a so, And then, let's see, corn. I does the whole work. Corn, so really? squashes, of, tomatoes. Is your hope to be self-sustainable? No, the, the whole thing is so, so this isn't supposed to be about me, but really quick. So when I was going to college, the whole thing was green architecture sure. and this, that, and the other. And everybody talks about it and everybody preaches it. I don't know any of the guys I went to college with and right. other architects or engineers that actually live it. They all right. live in these big fancy schmancy houses sure. and they do none of the things that they talk about and profess about. But I was always the opposite. I was always like, no, that's really cool. Yeah. Being green and not, I'm not like off the grid, crazy, kind right. of self-sufficient, but, but I, I think that stuff's really cool. So. I live it. All right. That's awesome. Crazy, silly me. Anyway, okay. 
So more in a day. <clears throat> yeah, so you do more in a day than, than just about anyone that I know. What And Jess, you? we know Jess, and Jess does a lot too. Right? And, you know, I'll say this about Jess because, and again, the, you, you want me to answer the question, but, like, Jess has got to be the sweetest person that I've ever met, right? In that, like, I'm, I'm always seeing stuff on Facebook that, like, she will be like, hey, so I was at this thing and I saw this thing that reminded me of you and then drove... 200 miles to get it and then paid <laughs> exactly. out of her own money with no anticipation of being paid back for the thing uh you know and bring and brings it back and it's like hey there's this or you know i just really wanted to spend some time or there's you know there's all these so kind ca- of nuances that are just amazing about jess case in point this this weekend i was telling brie on friday because we were supposed to go to the farmer's market on saturday but we were just too busy to get down there and then i woke up feeling like crap but we needed to get some oil from oleo and so I'm like, well, why don't you just ask Jess? And I'm I said, sure no, because if she's not going, she'll just go <laughs> right. just to do this for me. And I refuse to. So, so we, then I saw her posting live and I was like, oh, hey, right Jess, <laughs> I see the truth, the farmer's work. But I knew that even if she wasn't there, she'd be like, I'll just go down and get you some. And I was like, I refuse to do that until I see that she's posting pictures right. from farmer's market. I am right. not asking her. And without, and without a second thought too, right? Oh, yeah. totally. Like it's not like, hey, I did this for you. Where's the love? It's like, no, that's fine. Yeah, I just did awesome. it. So, so, what, so what drives you to have every second of your life filled with And how do you do it without being on meth? Yeah. Can I have Who some? Who says I'm not? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you pick at your face yet. So. What? <laughs> As I pick at my face. Although I did see your back, so. Yeah. I, <laughs> gross, right? Like where they took I mean, the cancer out? I get my yeah. stitches out tomorrow, so I have to pick that whole scab off. That's not what you wanted to hear. So. Well, I just had the sister removed, and I just had my stitches It's taken terrible. Out. But. You redheads. What are we going to do with you? Uh, <laughs> what drives me? Right? So, um, I, you know, the thing is is uh so so much of what i do like people are like man you do a lot and so i posted on facebook to kind of incorporate some of the things that people asked um people will often say well when do you sleep right like it's this joke right like you do so much and when do you sleep so i'll try and answer this all together to me um even things like this are so fun to me um so i just kind of fill all my day with fun and it's interesting. So, like, the people I do the cultural hall with are all my friends, right? Um, I can only think of, like, one or two of them. I mean, they're my friends, but that I didn't kind of know and then bring into a fun project with me, right? So, it's a way that I can feel like I'm accomplishing something, which I guess I just have sort of this weird thing from my mom or from my dad that I always need to be accomplishing something, but I'm able to do it with all my friends. Um at different times in my life, the urge to always be doing something has been um, for different reasons. Like right after I got divorced, I filled my life up or right after I moved out, I filled my life up with everything all the time. I was going to therapy and he's like, you know, maybe you should take like 15 minutes and just not do something. And I was like, I can't do that. The darkness is chasing me. It was really hard for me. And uh, and he's like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, I, I if I had 15 minutes where... Uh, I, I wasn't doing something and I wasn't sleeping. Like, who knows? I don't know what that would even feel like. I don't know if it's going to be just anger. There was a lot of unsettled feelings about, you know, not being mad on my ultimatum and then having to essentially end the marriage. Um, or I don't know if it's just going to be this sadness, like feeling like a failure or feeling alone or all this stuff. And, uh, and, and the funniest thing is, is he's like, you have to do it. 
My therapist was pretty good about that. And I just was like, man, I, I don't know that I can do this. And he's like, 15 minutes. Just do it. Did he make you sit there in his office for no, no, he wouldn't like? do it. No, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it there. He's like, you have to do this on your own. I'm not going to force you here, but I am going to force you to do it. And I want to hear about how this goes. And I can distinctly tell you exactly where I sat, went in, set an alarm on my phone 15 minutes later from where I was and then just sat in my room. And, and the point was almost like a, uh, not detention chamber. Isolation, thing? chamber. Isolation chamber is the thing I'm looking for. Yeah. So it's just me not doing anything. And it went from like crying to yelling to, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, holy crap, when is this 15 minutes going to be over? And it was like 15 minutes. My phone goes off. I run out the door and I'm, you know, driving to go get a custard. And then I went to to the gym and, right. And, um, you know, so, so some of that really has been that other times to me, like, um, like I, I, I mean, I guess to get kind of personal again is I feel like there's a thing that I'm chasing that I haven't been able to get yet. And I feel like if I don't continue to sort of chase after it, that I'm not ever going to get it. So whatever that means. I don't know. That's sort of this ethereal statement. That's following a dream. Right. But I don't but I don't know what the dream is. Right. Um, I'm learning a lot, you know, uh, taking different challenges and, and doing things that I've never done before. But it really is just this thing where it's like, you know, what am I going to do with today? How, how can I, you know, help somebody out, make someone laugh? Um, you know, what are things that I can improve within myself, within the relationship that I'm in? You know, what, what are all the things? And, and, and pretty quick, if you're trying to pay attention to all those things, the day's over and then you're exhausted and then you get up and do it again. I think that's what Jess does when she wakes up. What can I do to make people smile? What can I do to make people laugh? (laughs) So, so what keeps me motivated is, I guess, just the, the idea that I, you know, I gotta, I gotta get the thing and I don't know what that thing is. So when do you sleep? (laughs) so i i really don't um i really don't sleep that much do you like crash and burn though when you sleep so people will talk to me (laughs) this is interesting Uh, a couple of things that i don't understand is when people say traffic i don't understand it because i travel at times that that there isn't traffic until tonight yeah until tonight when i tried to come west on 90th (laughs) south or 6200 and I just and I just am like why do people do this but the other thing is like people are like yeah I get in my bed and I just can't sleep and I'm like what are you talking about then, then that you shouldn't to get me. in your bed yeah yeah right or or like what what is that like because it's horrible that's what it's like it's terrible I can imagine that it it's would be terrible awful. But I have no experience with that. It, 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 is like, it would be like that 15 minutes that you did. It, it is. Right? It, it is. I have horrible insomnia. Horrible insomnia. Do you work out? Um, when I have time, right? right? Lately, I've been working so much. I get home and I'm like, okay, it's time to eat. And oh, now it's time to go. Yeah, to bed. when you work right. from like seven to eight, seven in the morning, eight to nine. It's right, a lot of hours. No, and I'm just not. I it's just not something I like to do. Yeah. So it's like. Uh, I'd rather pay bills than go to the gym. Right. Like if I could get running again, I probably would because I absolutely love it, but nobody else in my family likes it. So sometimes you got to do those things because they say exercise is a huge thing for insomnia, right? But for me, it really is like, I'm kidding you not. It'll be typically the night routine routine that I get is I shower, have to shower at night or I can't sleep. I shower at night too. 
Uh, it's like a body relaxing thing. And then I'll come in, I'll video conference with my girlfriend and be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, hey, I'm going to go to bed. And then it's lights off and I am gone. That's uh, like Chris. It, it is. <laughs> Except it, I, I don't have to turn the lights off. I just roll yeah. over. Yeah. He just, he's like, I'm going to roll over because I'm a little uncomfortable. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh, well, then just say yeah. goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> the kids always get mad at me because like we'll be watching a movie like this this weekend. And I've been working so many hours that it's like, you know, four 20 hours. 20 hour week. Yeah, like three or four 20 hour hours. Day, I, mean. I was going to say 20 hour week. I meant day. Much. I meant no, day. That's a lot of work for me now. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll, you know, we'll watch a movie and I'm out like five minutes into the movie. Not even that. And they're like, why are you going? to sleep i'm like i'm tired yeah <laughs> body wants to sleep uh so conversely on that like uh vacations for me though so i was just in I seattle last week why what I'm, do you mean I'm like going at it yeah you bad don't ever vacation. take the vacation no you should I every know. couple years just, I, I do better because this job forces me but i worked at jobs where i got paid out like thousands of dollars when i left because i didn't use my vacation really yeah, see, I've never had a job like that. So I guess that's kind of a temptation. But to me, like the break where mm-hmm. I don't deal with anything, like I went to Hawaii in March, right? Uh, and I was gone for two weeks and I basically fell off the grid. Nothing responsible at all. It was great. An actual time to kind of just like connect. I went with my girlfriend. We had a great time together, but just to be able to connect with like nature and be able to appreciate things, um, was was amazing to just not have to deal with any of that stuff. Um, when I was in Seattle, what I was going to say is, so I was in Seattle last week, and the Pacific Northwest, I posted a thing about it where I was like, hey, you know what? I could never live here because every day is like the stay in bed and eat grilled cheese mm. uh, sandwich day. Yeah. It, was, it was so perfect there. The first day I was there, and because I lead a schedule I do, that I actually had the opportunity to break, I probably slept 18 hours that day. <laughs> <laughs> I I put the window open. I laid in my bed, and uh, you know, a little bit of a breeze coming in. It was like sixty five, so it was kind of cool. You kind of needed a blanket, but not a very heavy one. Gone. Slept the whole time. So that's kind of when I find myself getting that uh, different. To use vacation. Sleep. That's for why you go on vacation, right? Yeah. 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 And I don't understand people with kids that would ever go on vacation because it's just babysitting in a different place. I am. I agree. <laughs> I didn't go on vacations when I had my when my kids were little. I go now when I'm like. Hey, we're getting up in the morning at this time to do something. And if you're not awake, stay in your fucking bed. Yeah. yeah. You, stay you there. Stay there. We're going to go. And we did that. One of the days when we just went down, we just went down for a short little like stay in St. George. Right. And one morning, Chris and I were like, we're going to go watch the soccer game. This is about what time we're going to be back. If you guys are up, we're going to go like to the whatever that fun dome thingy is yeah. there. And they're like, okay. And we actually got a text. Hey. We're awake. We want to go do something. When are you coming home? <laughs> right? I was like, that worked out perfectly. No, that's that. Seriously, that that tactic for being a parent is so vital. I tried to do that with my stepkid, well, my kid essentially, but uh, but but my uh, ex wife would cater so much to him that you could never kind of set those boundaries, right? Where it's like, we're going to do this. If you're going to be that way, then you're going to miss out. It was always trying to include him, and it's like, I, I think that counteracts. I think people are yeah. like, oh, I don't want to make them feel excluded, and instead, you're just enabling them to yeah, be a vacation ruiner you've got an open invite <laughs> if you want to come come if you don't stay there i don't care i'm gonna go yeah, we're gonna go myself. do this yeah. thing so and that the, the girls are much better now about that stuff so like you know like with comic-con and stuff okay we're we're leaving at this time if you're not ready you can drive down yourself yeah and 
And then they have to pay for their own gas and, their own and you do and you do and it they hate going downtown because sure. they're they're new drivers and it just and you do it one time and they go oh crap mom yeah, mom are serious about this thing let's get let's get in the car right yep, yep. parenting yep. boom nailed that <laughs> well, i don't know that i always nail it but i got that part of it down either do what i want you to do or don't do it at all because that's an only child thing right Yes, it is. <laughs> so you still have because I heard you talking on the the radio about your kid. Yeah. recently. I mean, is it? He's like I think he's my kid's age. Nineteen. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. So you still have that kind of relationship with? Yeah, him? Yeah, absolutely. We went out. Uh, his girlfriend and my girlfriend. We went out uh, for my birthday on my birthday. Um, he do, he's do, done a lot better. So if I'm being completely candid, he was the one of the biggest, if not the biggest, stressor during our marriage. He had some. Uh, a lot of anger issues, a lot of depression kind of stuff and and uh and it was it was difficult, but it wasn't anything that I wasn't willing to kind of just take full on, right? Like this is what yeah. this kid is, I'm in. Whatever it needs, whatever we need to do. And uh and it was hard. Part of that I think was just being a teenage kid trying to figure out like, oh, this is my body. I'm angry. Why yeah. am I angry? Right? Like hormones. And part of it was some upbringing, part of it was, you know, his temperament. Um but yeah, I I just was always sort of there for him, and I've always continued to be there for him, and and so now it's it's cool because it's um you know I'm a part of his life because he chooses it to be yeah be, that's, that's crazy that's that's what I was gonna say yeah that's, that's a big deal to have that kind of profound impact especially on on a teenager because it's not I mean I don't know but you, you didn't know him when he was like six years old yeah and, and, eleven you know, was yeah. when I met him yeah. so you met him at like the worst time to meet a kid right yes right <laughs> right when they start getting to that stage of I'm gonna do what I want I don't care about adults they're wrong I'm right and it, it only gets worse for like eight years right and then they start to realize oh I don't know everything yeah hmm. <laughs> oh look I'm a douche <laughs> yeah and, well and he said that right um so like there were lots of instances where he like the the stories that I would tell you you would be like I can't believe that you would put up with that first of all and that second of all that that is even a thing that occurred but uh to me it was just you know I married a woman who has a kid and it's part of the package that's it that's how it goes that's and what it, happened to poor Chris yeah it's all right that's, that's how what, it goes I got two teenage daughters me. two adult teenage daughters basically so. You'll get rid of them soon enough. You'll just have to pay well, for the S- it. <laughs> the SUU one is probably probably That's not probably ever her. going to live at home after this summer. Yeah. Well, sure. Why would you? She's uh she's having a chemistry summer, math summer, nerd chemistry. summer. summer, <laughs> summer so, so yeah. yeah, next next summer she has to stay down to do like math, like a bunch of chemistry crap. Good like, for her. Yeah, and so I just don't expect her to ever actually. Come live at home live like it, this will be her way station between things because she wants to go study cats in africa that's the way it should be though yeah S- since i was 19 i moved out that was it Never well i see sean here. being more 17. hard to get out of the house though Gone. Yep. yeah sean's sean's gonna stick around for a while i bless the cats down in africa <laughs> bless the cats down <laughs> in africa yes you, got it. <laughs> you can always count on jeremy to sing with you the there is nothing that a hundred kittens would never do. Hey. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so do you? you you've you've watched, Have you seen the Book of Mormon musical? Sure. Do you like the songs? I, I saw it in New York. Yeah, you bet. I love that soundtrack. Yeah. It's oh, I know. We favorites. totally sing along with that soundtrack. Ugh. It's so good. Uh, one of my favorite things. So, uh, in my family, we sort of joke around about it. My mom is no longer LDS. She had her name removed. Um, my younger brother, he. He's still a, technically a member of the church, but sort of followed suit as far as that mentality goes. And, uh, 
He loves the turn it off like a light switch. That's my favorite Yeah, song. right? Because uh, the lyrics are hilarious. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. She got a lot of excitement about she that. Gets, that she gets out. excited and she goes up to the mic and yells. Yeah. The red lines. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> red is my favorite color and I hate blue. To me, I like to um, the hello song. Hello, Hello. my My name name is Richie T, (laughs) and I would like to share with you the most amazing book. Hello, bonjour. I am missing out. Do you not know the musical at all? Oh my gosh, Jeremy. So so there's uh, there. And you were a missionary too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a friend who um, I have lots of friends that do drag, um, but when served a mission, came out. Uh, the whole process of From uh, being gay. No, I'm just yeah, very funny. <laughs> Anyways, one oh. of his performances was to, I believe, uh-huh. but as like in the white shirt and uh-huh. just like they do it in the musical and, and he got off the stage and I was just in tears and he told me yesterday that that, since he started doing drag was the biggest compliment that he's ever gotten. Really? And that just seeing what that meant to him and so i just i love that song so it it's uh it's great because in the side and Trey in, park like it's the guys from south park oh. right so it's deliciously irreverent i don't um, like the the fuck you god song or yeah. whatever i don't like, like that there, one. there's some part of it that where you're is, just like like i'm pretty stinking and that, liberal and i have an atheist kid and stuff but that one i'm just like that's skip. actually that's actually my favorite of song course of it is. <laughs> It's so catchy, and it's like the it's like a Hakuna Matata style like catchy. Like you don't yeah. know what it means, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh shit!" That's what that means. This I believe song though. <laughs> yeah. I saw it at the Tonys for my first time when uh, Andrew Rannells played the lead guy, and and it's so great because, um, like. Just to give you the lyrics, it's like I believe that God has a plan for all of us. I believe, and then. The always it's it's you know it's a build up set up, but the like so it. the pay, so the payoff is, and I believe that in 1978 God changed his mind yeah. about black people, <laughs> right? And so it, it's the it, it's just it's just this funny thing that um to me right like to be a Mormon you kind of have a have to have a sense of humor certainly, um. But just to be a religious person at all, like you have to buy the premise by the bit. Stephen Colbert did this thing a while back where uh, when the Book of Mormon was popular and he's like, you know, he does this, his t- typical Stephen Colbert thing. He's like, can you guys believe that the Mormons believe that a 14 year old boy went into a mountain where an angel told him where to go? And built and got gold plates and translated it into the Book of Mormon, and everyone's like piling on. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. Blah blah blah. Right? And he's like, when everybody knows that Moses went up <laughs> to the mountain and got to see God and His hand and put it onto rock plates, right? And it's like, oh yeah, by the premise, by the bit. Yeah, exactly. So, so you're. You're singing here. You're right. acting the voices. How did you get involved with Desert Star versus Off Broadway Theater or so, Hale or any of the other? Is it your Mormon now? roots that got you into Desert Star? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> the red ones. Yeah, it's uh, it's not Desert Star. No, no, uh, no but it seems <laughs> extremely, extremely. It's, it's pretty Mormon, but you'd be surprised. Most of the people that perform there not Mormon. Yeah, I don't know how many Mormon actors are really 
going to stick it out for the long haul in, right. in like stage acting. Yeah, it's a, so it's an interesting thing, right? Uh, culturally speaking, I think the artists have the hardest time being Mormon, right? Because we have to... Uh, swear. Well, I mean, there's some element of that, but people can find peace with where they're at as far as that goes. But you're surrounded by... Um, exhibitionist, ex- exhibitionist debauchery, and 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 I'll and I'll just shout it out: homosexuals, right? Oh yeah. And uh, and so part of it is like, you know, the church certainly in the last ten years since Prop Eight has been far more, I think, embracing towards homosexuality and to homosexual people. But it is hard when these are people who, uh, a lot of them are or have been Mormon people who really were hoping to find acceptance, to find comfort, to find peace, to find the spirit within the church. And uh, they somehow or another feel like they were wronged. And then you you love these people, right? Because they're amazing people and you know they just have the purest intent in their heart. And then you kind of go, yeah, but but I feel this way about this, but I feel this way about you. How do I do it? And I think a lot of people just, um, this is way oversimplifying you know, that sort of pathway from leaving the church, but just can't find the the content. They're too overridden with dissent uh, within themselves and kind of go, eh, I'm not going to do the church thing anymore. That and because either they're liberal or because of who and how they are, that there are not as many um, people like that in their wards. Uh, they just feel like they're, they kind of stick out like a sore thumb. So to answer your question though, at when I was um, 12 years old, my grandma, the theater grandma, she took me to um, Desert Star and they were doing a parody of Phantom of the Opera. I don't remember what it was called. Probably Phantom of the Opry or something like that. And uh, in addition to eating too much spaghetti, eating a rope or a float, and then throwing up in the urinal. Because <laughs> uh, that's where you should throw up. Right? Yeah. Not in the toilet where I can get flushed down. In the urinal where they pick it out with their fingers. Yum. <laughs> uh, Disgusting. <laughs> I, re- I remember sitting there and watching urinal these, these actors do this thing. And I just was like, this is amazing. This is so funny. When I was, uh, for my, when I was 13, almost 14, my mom for Christmas that year got me season tickets to the Desert Star, right? And, uh, and it was funny because I couldn't get there by myself. So I had to either take her or brother or something like that. And I remember going on my birthday, uh, my 14th birthday to the theater. And I, I used to dress up like to give you an idea in high school. I had these, do you guys remember Scotty Pippen played for the Bulls? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a line of shoes just like the Jordans, mm-hmm. right? And on one year, the Pippins were red. They were an entirely red shoe. And, they looked like clown shoes. I went up to the Nike Park City outlets when it was brand new and I found like size 18 Scotty Pippins. Oh my God. And I wore them every day and I wore bell-bottom <laughs> pants that I got from uh, the Deseret Industries and I would wear like Circle K, you know, workers shirts and stuff like that. And so I dressed up in top hat and a ridiculous suit jacket, right? I looked like a clown, I think. And uh, I'm there and the guy that is emceeing the whole thing, he was busting my chops and the banter between he and I back and forth uh, led me to be like, oh yeah, one day I'll perform on this stage and I'll show you. And that stuck with me because it was like, oh yeah, this is a thing. Um, and it always kind of lingered in my mind. Like that was a place I want to perform. Flash, flash forward, got home from my mission. There was this girl that I was seeing my soft, my freshman year, sophomore year of college at, at SUU. And, uh, she had performed there and she's like, well, you just got to audition. Stop being such a pussy and just, you know, <laughs> audition, right? And I, so that, that summer then, 
I uh, was reading through the paper, and for those who don't know what a paper is, back before <laughs> there was... <laughs> right? They used to do audition notices in the newspaper, and we used to get the newspaper. And I remember, and again, this sounds hokey to people who I tell it to, but I'm, I'm being honest. It was like this godlike... Open the newspaper and like the sun spotlight. Like, honestly, spotlight from above <laughs> on this part because it was in a part of the newspaper where the auditions normally weren't posted. Um, you know, so so there it was. It was right there. Set auditions. It said, you know, come in. So I made an appointment, and they're like, bring a headshot, and I'm like, headshot. At this point, I was really young. I didn't have a headshot, so I went to the. Uh, I don't remember where. I think it was like a Kinko's. Kmart like photo. Kmart photo. No, no, no. Like no. an Inkly Kinko's. Like you are giving me too much credit as to what I did. I went to a copy place and I stuck my face on the copy. <laughs> no. I swear to you. And I did. Just the side of your I did face? The side of my face. The can front I, of my face and the other side of my face. Can I like tell a you? Landscape. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm guessing that's what actually got you. Right. Whatever well, role. yeah. So, <laughs> so I go in. I show him my headshot. I give him a resume. And up to up, this is like black and white too, right? Yeah, black and white and like grainy as crap because it's 20 years ago almost. The light is like shining yeah, wrong. And uh, my face is smashed. It's like I didn't. Re- is this is this post uterine <laughs> uterus? Um, no, you're right. The first time I right. Think. Is it you? Yeah. So I, uh, so I do that and my resume is like, I had a role in a show once where I got to say a word by myself, right? Like I'd never really done anything before. And, uh, I sang, um, from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor <gasps> Dreamcoat. Yeah. It's great. Go see it at Hale right now. They're, oh, yeah, they're doing like a started. thousand performances. Um, Jeez. and anywhere else and, and anywhere in Utah, if you want to say it right musicals. at any time, you can always see it. <laughs> But uh just trying to avoid high school plays. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the high school ones are brutal sometimes. <laughs> Taylorsville did it. Remember when we were in school and we nice. went from Granger over to Taylorsville to watch it? That was pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you thought you were freaking superstars when you were on stage in high yeah. school? Absolutely, we were. <laughs> you know, we were Granger superstars, all stupid Taylorsville kids. What did you yeah. sing? We yeah, didn't warriors, sing. Moo. Go Lancers. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, of course, his school's still standing. Yeah, wah, wah, wah. yeah, but now Granger's way better. Yeah, way better. <laughs> you know what I love? Forty something high school pride. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I didn't go to college. I gotta have pride yeah. in something. <laughs> now I don't even remember what I was talking about. Auditions, right? So, so I sang that uh, one more angel in heaven from uh, Joseph the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and. Uh, and at that time, because I hadn't had my teeth replaced yet, uh, my teeth were on a flipper, like a little retainer, yeah. and I could take them in and out. And they're like, oh, you can take <laughs> your teeth out, because I listed that in talents. That's what you do on on uh, on things. And they're like, you can take your teeth out? I said, yes. They said, show us. And I took them out. And they're like, yes, you can. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, they're like, why don't you get them fixed? And I'm like, because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it fixed because I think it's hilarious. And, and so I auditioned and, and I didn't hear anything and I was like, oh man, I must have, I must have bombed that. I don't understand like the premonition from above, you know, the light on the paper. What was all this? And, um, you know, it's probably a month later or so. And I get a call from now a very dear friend of mine, Mary Parker Williams, who says, Hey, Richie, uh, we loved your audition. Um, we need you to start on Friday. <laughs> and this is Saturday, the week before. And I was like, all right. Let's do it. So I had never, I had never, um, performed in a show where I got to say anything by myself. And here I was, I had to learn, 
um, an entire oleo, which is singing and dancing that happens after the show at the mm-hmm. Desert Star Theater and the whole show. The show was Beverly Hillbillies 90210. How old were you? Uh, I was 21. And, uh, and it was just like, here goes. And in addition to that, it was my first kissing scene either. So Mary Parker Williams, who's, uh, I don't know how old she is, but she could, she could be literally be my mother because her son is also my age. Um, her, she played the old woman and I played the old man. And we did this, uh, we did the song Seniors in the Night, which is Seniors in the Night. Exchanging dentures, (laughs) wandering in the night, senile adventures. Anyway. Uh, so there's this part that's, uh, take me to the falls, up to Niagara. What's that you've got there? It's just Viagra. And I, you know. I, I, at some point in the song or right after the song, I put the, the, the tic tacs in my mouth and then we passed them from mouth to mouth. And so it was not only my first speaking role, my first kiss, not really kiss. It was like slam tic tacs in the other person's yeah. mouth with me and get the you tongue know, in there as fast yeah, as possible. Bleh, and we're done. <laughs> but, hu- but hugely intimidating. And then since then, I, they've always allowed me to come back and allowed me the privilege Pass to be with them. Pass anytime. Yeah. Come here, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> got some tic-tacs in my pocket. Trying to get a little closer to Mr. Jeremy, Gates Jeremy was, uh, was not on stage. He was usually off stage except for in... Arsenic and Old Lace. Arsenic and Old Lace. There's the, the German plastic surgeon. Did you do a terrible accent? Horrible. Yeah. Because so you I have was, to. I was, I was Nine! I was the student director for that, but they needed a dead body for the... Un- when, yeah. Uh, and so I played the, the dead, dead body. body, but our friend Josh put me... So our stage, the way it was, the stairs for upstairs were next to the, the door that he took me out. So uh-huh. you couldn't actually get to the stage f- on the one side of the door. So he put me on that side of the door. So I was stuck. So in one of our reviews, it's the dead body ran across the door. Because I was like, I have things that I need to be doing. I can't stand here until this scene is over. And I had to run across the open doorway. I hope that no one pays attention. She's alive. (laughs) That was fun. Wow, look at that. Is there anything you want to talk about? Yeah. I mean, we've been asking you questions about what your peeps say. I'm too old. I can't I think we've covered a lot of what your, your peeps out there have. Oh, you talked That's about like out. like party planning stuff on here, like for DJ. Yeah, you're a DJ. Didn't yeah, mention I didn't even DJ. mention wiki, that. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Not just like a radio DJ. Yeah. So a dear friend of mine, his name is Rob Ferry. He owns Life of the Party Entertainment, um, which is the uh, two time now best of state winner. Uh, so I I have the the privilege to be under the tutelage of him. He about ten years ago went out to do like that Disney scholarship thing. And then he stuck out there, and then he there he met a, a friend who did DJ in the parks. He started that way, like, you know, the entertainment with people. Lines are long or, you know, out on the plaza or in, like, downtown Disney, stuff like that. Train there, and then the real money for all that is in weddings. And so he got to the point where he was so busy that he was like, hey, I need to take on somebody else. Would you be interested in, if I already have something booked, taking these things on? And, uh, and he's like, the money's really good. And I was like, yeah, you bet. Um, and, uh, so I've been doing that, you know, for probably four or five years now. And it's to the point now where that's become kind of a constant thing on the side too. Almost to the point where performing, because Desert Star does pay, but it, it pays. It pays um, an actor's wage. It pays an actor's wage. <laughs> and when you, like, if I could be a DJ for full time, that money is ridiculous. 
but you can't, right? There's not eight hours a day of DJ stuff going on. People don't get married every night, especially. No, it's a lot of know, money in two hours a couple times a week. Right, exactly. So you, 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 you know, you make hay while the sun shines. So, uh, so I have the opportunity to work for him and then other people have contacted me too. Different people's weddings or, uh, I do a lot of stuff for Snow Basin, um, and a lot of stuff for Thanksgiving Point. Um, are a couple really big ones. And then I pick up weddings and stuff like that. A quick aside, if anyone ever recommends me and then those people book, I'll give you $40. That's just a little plug there. Throw that out there if anyone has that. So I really like it. And that's sort of just a different fun way for me to entertain people that's so much different from the radio, so much different from theater. It's, uh, people that allow me into one of the most, if not their very most significant day. Ruin their day. And, uh, (laughs) And then I can ruin it. Then you can be the yeah. wedding singer. I think right. I want a DJ at, a, at my funeral. Right. Like, I think oh, I want cool. people to have a party at my funeral. If you refer me, I'll give you, if you refer me for <laughs> a funeral, his funeral, I'll give you 40 I prob- bucks. I probably so I will die before you. I probably will you die. So. Funeral arrangements are going to go to you because Brie thinks she's going to die before I me. I need so. to die. I, I don't want to <laughs> No, you don't want to be alone. I get it. Uh, I'm trying to see. So, like I said earlier, I put it out on Facebook. You asked me if there's anything that I want to talk about. Some of these things, like people want to know my opinion on state issues from the DABC, that is the Department of Alcohol Beverage Control, it bears ears to wildfires. Somebody wants to know if you, your opinion on glitter beards. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, I feel <laughs> I I feel like glitter is um, the spawn the devil. of Satan. Yes. <laughs> right? devil. Yes. Glitter's the herpes of the of the craft world. Once yeah. you get them on yes. you, you can't, can't ever get them off. You cannot. It's um, worse than herpes. <laughs> I just wish you could see everybody's face here. <laughs> I right fucking now. hate glitter. Hate it. It's it's terrible. I wish you guys could see all of your faces. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> I'm thinking about it right now, and I feel like maybe I've got glitter in my beard. You don't. I don't, but I'm thinking maybe. But I it's do. you know it's possible because I'm sure at some point you've had glitter. So Josh got me beard ornaments for uh, oh, Christmas. Nice. Christmas. I made them. There's glittery ones, and he oh, yeah. he, he refuses to wear them. them. No, you can't. I'll put the other ones on. I'm happy. Ones. I mean, these are great. Sure. Just no, no glitter. Yeah, but glitter. those ones, sure. Uh, yeah, no, I hate, I hate. Hey, you uh, want one? I hate glitter. It's glittery. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 I give me that pink clippy. I'll do the pink clippy on the side of my beard, right there. Yeah, sure. Perfect. Yes. It's festive. I'm giving away. I'm regifting Jess. I love them. They're coming back out. Make sure we get a picture of that for this episode. Yes, for sure. Um. I'll get it. Oh, I'll pick it up in a fail. minute. Uh, let's see. I want to peruse through this because if people have mentioned anything that would be good fodder. <laughs> uh, have you lost your keys? I almost lost my keys at movie theater. Yeah. No, his night. keys are in my fridge right now. Yeah, they really are. I <laughs> so put my keys in the fridge so I don't forget the food that you guys got me. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and I do that a lot, and people think that's weird. No, Jess puts her keys with her stuff sometimes, too. So I got a, I got a story for you. So, Breeze, I don't think we've told this on the air. Breeze, uh, ex-father-in-law. So, he, oh. <laughs> he is, uh, he's of an old ilk, and he's a quite a bit crazy, and, um, he's pretty racist. And so he hired a bunch of Mexican. Intentionally racist or ignorantly racist? Ignorantly, old. ignorantly old racist. And okay. old. So, he hired a bunch of Mexicans to, uh, to do his re-roof roof, his to re-roof yeah. his house, like Home Depot style Mexican. Which, P.S. I'm so sensitive that the phrase "a bunch of Mexicans" sounds racist yeah, to me. Well, I recognize and, and, that. I recognize no, I think that it's he not. actually hired a place 
But oh, was it a contract place, like, like, a, like a roofing company? Used Mexicans. Welcome to a bunch of Mexicans. <laughs> well, look, look. Well, as a Mexican, you, he's look, okay let's with it. Would you Mexican? say we have a plethora of yes, Mexicans? There you go. I would let's say that let's be plethora. clear. If you hire a professional company to come and do your roof or anything in your house, there's going to be a bunch of Mexicans. You're going to get a bunch right. of Mexicans, yeah, yeah, yeah. a bunch of Latino <laughs> people. Like, that's just the way yeah. it is. There isn't and a bunch of guys named Bruce that are like, you know, I'm thinking about roofing. No, because. <laughs> I mean, it's a stereotype for white guys, but white guys would rather take unemployment than do hard labor. And as someone who comes from a Mexican family, yes, I am Mexican. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Wait, wait. Can you say that again? No, I only say that every now and again. (laughs) See? Usually I claim Spanish. So so anyway, so he hires these guys to do his roof. Um disables his garage so they can he's afraid that they're gonna break break in and steal his Corvette, which is in the garage. So he throws his keys in the dryer. And then proceeds to lock himself out of the house. Yes. With no shoes on. And yes. has to walk to the neighbor. <laughs> this is in Bountiful, mind you. So, like, this is, like, pretty... <laughs> I love the explanation of the neighbors. You see, I'm racist, so I threw my keys in the dryer. <laughs> yeah, like, how do you And I'm not wearing that? shoes. Well, luckily, he goes, over, he goes so over to Bonnie's. So you see all those colored know? people on top of my roof. You know, I, I will say this about uh, about that, though. I was ignorantly racist as a kid, right? Um, my, my grandfather, it's generational, right? But it was the, it was the people that I was surrounded with. Uh, I think that he loved all people, but you know, the vernacular was such a, such a thing that, um, the, the phrase, and I even hate saying it, but the phrase nigger rigging. Yeah. I, I didn't know that that was. Oh, that's racist. I, you know, no, it, it, it's hugely <laughs> racist. Yeah. I could not believe it. But I, I was 22 before I put it together that it was like, you know, when you're just putting something together and you're kind of MacGyvering it. That's how I prefer to call it now. But I was like, oh, you didn't go, oh my gosh. I remember I said it out loud and I was like, I think, I think that grandpa's racist. Don't, don't feel bad. My uncle was in the Navy when he figured out that you don't call Brazil nuts nigger toes. Right? And a lot of people don't even know that. I pointed that out to someone and I'm like, do you know He was in the, the Navy yeah. and set it in the Navy mess hall and uh, did not go over well. Right. So. There's so many of those things that I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Indian giving. Right. But I don't understand Indian giving. Why is it not called white man giving? Yeah, that's it's probably true. a Because more we're oh. the fuckers that took everything away from them. Like, right. It's not like... <laughs> Here, take the stop. Take because nobody would say anything bad against a well, white Well, I dude. guess it's because that's how you give something to an Indian. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's don't messed know. up. It's wrong. But yeah, there's a lot. Don't of, say it. There's a lot of phrases. So, like who that brought up there. the racist thing on your uh, Facebook? Someone wants. What is some? I don't, I don't know. know. We went from we went from glitter beard to to talking to about racism. racist slang. So to, to using the N word at least twice. Oh, it's because he hid his keys in our fridge. Oh, right, yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, he didn't hide no. his keys in our fridge. He placed them in our. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Do you ever you put yourself out there a lot? Whether you're doing singing grams or all yeah i did one today by the way oh yeah as well. i did a singing telegram so my car was i lo- i alluded to this earlier but my car was broken into uh oh, and no, they, you and lost your richard simmons stuff what right the heck? that was a joke for the radio <laughs> I, but it was just funny like how would you yeah. replace that stuff they, they took my uh running shoes that's it as far as i can tell i have a pretty messy car i have no idea what was back there but i think they just took my running shoes and uh, so I had to get the window fixed, which is a huge pain, and I had to buy new shoes. And I was like, God, this, you know, when, when some jerk that you don't catch breaks your window, there's not anyone that's like, you know, that's unfortunate. I'm going to give you some money to go ahead and fix that window and buy new shoes. 
So I was like, I don't know. I'm going to afford this necessarily because I'm putting a lot of money towards my house. And this woman who I did a singing telegram to eight years ago texts me <laughs> today or messages me on Facebook. And is like, you may not remember me, but you did a singing telegram eight years ago. Absolutely hilarious. It's my boss's birthday today. We need you to come and do this. And I was like, listen, I've got to fix my window. This is a pain. And I got all this. I don't really want to do it. She Venmoed me right then before I even agreed to do it. She's like, I paid you. I, <laughs> I, I, I hope that, I hope that means that you'll come and do this today. And I'm like, I really That's don't genius. know. I, cause I was like, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm going to get this to work. And she's, she's like, well, you know, hopefully the money there is an incentive. And she paid the full, the full flate of that thing and a half. And I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta get, get this to work out. So almost the price of what my window cost to be fixed immediately returned from somewhere that I didn't know. Some people would call it a coincidence. I call it a blessing. Receive it as you will. Um, where was the spawn of all that? It Sorry. is to, do you regret putting yourself out there? Oh, do I regret putting myself out Ever. there? You know, um. Stalkers, anything. So I have had someone break into my house before. Um, this was when I was single before I got married. And, uh, not into Nana's house. Uh, no, not in the Nana's, not in Nana's cave. That oh, was at I the stud stories. stable. Uh, <laughs> the girl fists through the window, Richie. And I was like, what is this? Call the cops. And they <laughs> took her away. And uh, sadly, that was uh, some sort of mental thing. Um, I think most stalking but is. But that just told, that Richie just totally reminded me of La Bamba. <laughs> Richie! I'm not Richie! I'm not Richie! Go check it out, kids. Lou Diamond Phillips. On another note, real quick, just as a sidetrack, how do, how do two grown ass men living in their grandma's basement call it the stud stable like it's a bachelor pad? No, the like, stud stable was a different place I lived oh, in. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, okay. the stud stable Have you was. Seen that movie, Grandma's Boy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that, that, that's, that's about that. Disturbing. Uh, uh, no, the stud stable was six single guys that lived okay, together. Well, then that makes Nana's sense. cave was just me and my brother, yeah. And it was my mom, my grandma's house. Um, I don't ever regret myself pu- putting myself out there. Um, I the, the thing that I think, conversely, uh, I, I wish that I could put myself out there more hmm. than I do. Um, but I don't think there's enough of you. Well, well, no, I mean, as far as being able to be open about things, but I think that because those things impede on other people's business, um, and their comfortability level of it is far less, which I mean, that's just a, a personality thing, right? Um, but, uh, like there, there are some things that I, that I feel like I've experienced that I really feel like people could benefit from, like just straight up raw honesty about things, you know, post marriage or certainly post, uh, you know, exiting out of my marriage. Um, and, and the feelings that I had there where I feel like a lot of people were alone or feel like they're alone because that's how I felt. And I, w- I wish that I could be more honest and open about that. To those that I'm able to just meet one on one and talk to about, I think that I take that opportunity, but I feel like on a whole, if there was some sort of way to be anonymous, but then it loses its power, um, but a way that people would be all right and see it that it's for a greater good to be able to share that. Um, and, and then conversely, like sometimes it's not the case now because I'm, you know, I'm with someone, but when I was, when I was dating, certainly before I got married, 
uh, I didn't necessarily regret putting myself out there, but it was really hard when I would go out with people who listen to the show or are friends from the theater and who already knew a lot about me. And so it's hard like, to try and get to know someone when they already know someone. Right. Much. So, and they're, and they're like, and then I, and they're like, wait, you forgot the best part of the story where you did this. And it's like, ah, oh, gosh, uh, you're right. I don't know. What, you, what did you want to talk about? Is there you? Can well, we plus talk there's about like you? a character, like, you know, the whole Richard Simmons thing. Right. There's a, there's the character story and the actual human story. Right. So it may be that they know character Richie, sure. but not actual Richie. Right. And so to go, I guess to kind of... I like that you compared him to Richard Simmons. Right. Because <laughs> I actually <laughs> no, see that. it was that's the, like, No, that's spot on, though. Yeah. Well, but I know, but I'm talking about how he was joking about his Richard... Because I was thinking how funny it would be, like the running shoes and the shorts. Right. Somebody like, makes off with to, my Richard was, Simmons costume. I was putting it together. Like the shorts, the shoes that like, yeah. I was getting. The red and white <laughs> shorts. Oh, man. They're high-waisted, sweet, <laughs> junk-showing well, shorts. Plus, he sang to me on the phone once. Shut up. So there's the radio Sorry. character, there's the real Richie, and there's also davis yeah right. davis the clown <laughs> changed my life i i probably honestly would not be here alive in front of you without clown college which sounds so ridiculous but it's not because you're so passionate about it and you right but it changed it changed it changed my life it's, um, it's a big experience to do something clown. like that uh I'll, I'll tell people because you know we all sort of know that story at least you know, on some basic level, when it was in 2009, uh, I had dated this girl for 20 months. Um, she broke up with me. She was dating this other guy. I kind of, for whatever thing, fell off the wagon. Not like I drank or did drugs or anything like that, but I just felt super out of control. Um, I found myself doing a lot of things that I didn't really want to be doing. And then, um, I felt like I was led to go do these classes in Chicago and a couple weeks of these classes was clown college. And I just was like, I'm doing this, uh, partially, I think because I was like clown college, that sounds ridiculous. I'll do that. Cause I don't think I understood the full scope. Get to clown college. This is obviously abbreviated. Get to clown college. And the idea is it wasn't like, this is how you paint your face. You're a clown. This is where you wear a red nose. And Hey, you already got the red shoes from Scotty Pippen. Great. Come on. <laughs> right. Like the there wasn't that. 18 Pippins. Uh, it was. Like this idea that to clowns, nothing is impossible, right? And they can find a way out of anything. You just have to, the only thing that inhibits your way out of the thing is your own imagination uh, and your own creativity and uh, your ability to believe in that. And so for me, you know, I'm in this horrible dark place and it also allowed me the opportunity to get away from any of those um, you know, influences or, you know, you kind of get swept up in, in things. A uh, guy who listened to the radio from hell said, come out, you can live with me. His name's Steve. I owe him uh, a great deal for that. In fact, I just talked to him. He lives in Seattle now. And uh, so I stayed at his house and I just did this and I and I gave everything to it. And it was just this amazing amount of enlightenment that though that breakup uh, was difficult, that life was kind of difficult, that you know, anything can be co become possible, even the most ridiculous thing, right? Because, like, clowns will be like, oh, I fell in the Grand Canyon. Well, I'll just build a ladder. Well, the ladder will have to be really big, right? But it really is a, there's a problem, so there's always a solution out of it, uh, among other things, was 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 huge for me to come out of that and to have any sort of positive feeling toward it. That's crazy to have a profound experience from something that's seemingly <laughs> so, ridi so ridiculous. So ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I don't... It's not a better way to put it, really. So. Except for that so many people are afraid of clowns, so it's maybe not so ridiculous. 
Well, I'd like to get creative about that. Have you watched Baskets? Yeah, no, I've not. I, I, not, not because like I have any sort of moral ob- objection to it. Just because, I, with doing my house and no time, you know, and the no fact time. that he falls asleep really fast, right? You know? Like I'd be like, hey, with this back. <laughs> well, and I wouldn't say it's anything morally reprehensible either. Honestly, it's a pretty clean show. Yeah. No, it, and and, and the bits I've heard from it, absolutely hilarious. But no, I, I have it's, not watched it's it. It's pretty profound, I think. Or a TV show. Um, I've only seen one episode. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so, I need to catch it. You have to read the very last one on the. Just put my eggs in the fridge and somebody's keys are in there. <laughs> my daughter. She, she, we were out of eggs and she had to go get eggs. I love it. And she sent me a text saying, I'm going to get eggs. I'll be back. Next text. Just put eggs in the fridge. Someone's, someone's keys, keys are in, in the there. <laughs> I told She'll you. It's, a, it's a little weird. Um, someone asks, "Do I have I ever wanted a bigger role than producer on X ninety six? And uh, just answer that re- real quick, I guess. Um, yeah, absolutely, Johnny. Good question. Like at one point, I'd like to have my own show, and the cultural hall uh, avails that opportunity to me some. But I'd like to have, um, you know, a, an, an arm, an entity like Broadway Media getting my back and putting billboards up and saying listen to this guy or this guy on this show or this show because you know that's something that would be entertaining i feel like i've got the chops to be able to do it just haven't had the opportunity i, f- I feel like for you to get that opportunity you're probably gonna have to leave the sure from hell show sure like, like not just not just leave to go to that opportunity like i think you probably want to have to to quit you know or get fired to, right to put yourself in a position need you. there right and, and, you know, inevitably at some point that show will end and then whoever goes next will be like a, like a lamb on a sacrificial yeah, altar. Say, you, you say, I mean, it's, how long have they been doing it though? Like 31, 31 years. years. 31 years. Jesus. That's such a long. For, for a radio show, that's unheard of. That's, that's insane. Like, um, has anyone been on the air that long? Stern? Was Stern on the air that I long? think Doug Wright has been on the air longer than that. Yeah, he's on KSL, but he started as a rock jock and now he's, he does. Uh, yeah, but it's not the same, not the same show through those, those years. Well, right? but, but it's still be different. very clear though. Radio from Hell is no, not at all not what it started the fun sure. pigs on a top 40 station <laughs> like it was. Uh, fun pigs. And then one other thing that, that someone asked about, kind of about my house, again, see, like I say, people kind of grab onto that, is um, they said, you know what, uh, talk a little bit more about, um, you know, the importance of your home or how the home is like life and stuff like that. And I, and I, and I guess uh, to that I will say this. It is fascinating to me how, and if people are listening to this and feel like... Um, like wherever their kind of present situation is, is really crappy. Like you can rip down the walls of wherever your present situation is down to the very, you know, to to the studs, to the basic foundation, because your foundation is good. And then you can build whatever you want. And if you don't know how to do it, there are people, my, in my case, using YouTube and reaching out to a social network of people, but there are people that can help you have uh, everything that you want um, things to be. And, and how you want it to be. And, and also, you know, so the other people, like you said, kind of offhanded, you know, your bathroom looks beautiful, right? It can, you can have a beautiful thing. What other people think about my house doesn't matter to me necessarily. Um, but that people, that uh, people are acting and interacting with me and that it's becoming a thing that I want, that I'm choosing to do. So much of, uh, the reason why my marriage didn't work out is because I was doing something for somebody else and wasn't doing for me. So 
you know, if we can have a kind of a serious moment about that, you know, if you're not happy with where you're at, you certainly don't have to be at that point and you can change it. It's not easy. And take a couple crowbars to the face to prove it to you. <laughs> uh, but changing your life can can, but, can be amazing and worth it. But I hear all you have to do is feel feelings for 15 minutes. Right? And you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's how it went. I feel and like that you, should be the name of this episode. And then you can go get custard 15. and go to the gym and it'll right. be fine. 15, 15 minutes minute of feelings. feeling feelings. 15 minutes of feelings with... Brother Stedman. Well, filling, fillings. <laughs> filling, fillings. You, so you do a lot of things in the community. What, I know that you like to travel yes. outside of the state, but yes. what is on your Utah bucket list of things that you've not done here that you've always wanted Never to Never done do? the subway. Really want to do the yeah, subway, subway down. subway in Utah. What? In Utah. You mean do the, do like subway sandwiches? No, subway <laughs> down in Zion. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, never done that. Um... Have you done Angel's Landing? I up have. There? I Our friend awesome. just did that. It's amazing. Uh, let's see. So other kind of things like that. I've never been to uh, Promontory Point. You guys know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the song? It <laughs> happened on the 10th of May in 1869. A wedding place with gold and silver nails. The place was Promontory when the sun began to shine. <laughs> Anyway, is uh, even, know it has songs. Is that even like? Is it even really much of a place anymore? It's kind of like a oh, ghost town. Okay, Wild year. Wild West made it a thing. Yeah, and every year on the tenth of May, <laughs> it's a huge deal. And I bet you didn't know that it is a federal national park. No, I believe that. Like you, yeah. like just, if, just that little uh, patch right around. Like that, there yeah. is a little. visitor center there. If you do the passport, the national park passport. Yeah, it was on our national parks list, can, and we you did get, the you get the, 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 yep. the stamp on that. I'll be damned. Uh, so that's the thing I've never done before. Uh, and then the other thing that immediately comes to mind somewhere in Salt Lake, um, I think they call it. Uh, float in the chute or something like yeah, that. Yeah, my friend just posted about yeah, it. I have never done that, and I really want to do that. It's up Soon. by the mouth of Parley's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they block the water off, and then like a Some big old cement tunnel. And yeah. And oh, I've done that. And- I've done that. You just have unreal. It here, yeah, the like, one that's right at the mouth of Parley's Canyon. Yeah, yeah you're making crap. No, up. no, no. That's like you're <laughs> repeating the is same it, thing I it, just is said. Is it Miller Trail, Miller Dog Park? That's I don't right know. There, like right on like. What twenty seventh ish east, like by thirty third by the I've, freeway? I've never done it. I totally have done that. I did that when I was younger. I am surprised that you have done that. Are you kidding me? I did all kinds of crazy shit when I was like eighteen years old and didn't <laughs> give a fuck. But not anymore. <laughs> no, no I now would, he's old. Now he's to old. Be, as to dirt. be clear, now I would probably get seriously injured. I mean, <laughs> I now shattered. He acts, now he acts like an eighty year old. I man. shattered my ankle. By slipping a on box. a box, like yeah. like he, not, as if he had fallen off of a roof. Yeah, really. <laughs> that ER okay. doctor goes, "Well, what did you do again?" Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I was, uh, I slipped on some cardboard boxes. Uh, He's like, "Are you sure?" Because I only see these kinds of injuries from people falling off of ladders and roofs. <laughs> 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 like, all right, he's, I'm making up a story from now he's, on. He's totally sure that my mom uh, uses her treadmill. Just because she feels so guilty about the fact that he broke his leg after after uh, putting her treadmill together, put her she's, treadmill together. She's like lost a ton of weight. Yeah, she's lost like sixty pounds. Yeah, good. You're changing a life through your <laughs> yeah, pain. That's there what I'm saying. That's All I had to do was like, like Oprah, <laughs> be unable to drive and move for like Let, six just months. Just less rich. <laughs> you get him, girl. <laughs> that was my best Oprah. All right, so that yeah. was not a very good Oprah. 
No, nope. it was the worst. I'm impressed with all the other stuff that, <laughs> that was that was a fail. <laughs> it's Oprah. It's so bad. <laughs> she sounds like. Are you like channeling your Jim? Yeah, my Jim. Why is he talking? I love that. That's my what? favorite bit of it. Does he even know who Oprah? Is? Move over. <laughs> That's my favorite. The interaction of the two voices of Jim Gaffigan. Can I tell you? I love what car is. Is it Nissan that he does car commercials for? Yeah. For the wagons, for the, the vans, station or the the, the yeah the, the family vans. wagon. Oh my god! I maybe it's super. I don't know who it is. It's some some car manufacturer i love his ads i still love him on super troopers yeah yeah so funny so funny <laughs> did i answer your okay. question all right jess yeah i have one more that is, okay th- that's related to that it's actually a question we ask everyone that, that we interview on the show oh nice so um what's you've been in utah your whole life you've, you've obviously gone to different places but sure. you grew up here you live here um what's one thing that you would tell someone if they were visiting the state um one thing that they had to do before they left the state of utah could be a place to go see could oh, be a geez. place to eat could be someone to talk to oh geez one okay it could be purchasing a singing telegram from you <laughs> right <laughs> we've had somebody say visit temple square it so. could be feel your feelings for 15 minutes <laughs> <sighs> Man. could be visit the homesteadman right i think like you should have a block party when when that's all done. oh yeah no that that's <laughs> happening that is happening and i'm excited i'm gonna talk off mic with you about uh chickens because i have a place for a chicken coop at okay. the homesteadman Right next to my greenhouse where I'm trying to grow marijuana, but no one can find seeds for me. <laughs> I don't I don't want to smoke it. I just want to grow it because it's my own little bit of marijuana rebellion. And no one that's can okay. find you, it. That's okay. You can give it to Carrie. I'm right. sure to take uh, it. Listen. You're hanging out with you the wrong some, people. Maybe you get some. Uh, no. No. Listen. I've got a buddy who this guy, he drops off like drops off the grid for two months and he's like one of those ones where they blindfold him and take him into the mountains of i presume california but he doesn't even know either and then for two months he works harvests they pay him Dude, a bunch not, of money it's not <gasps> california it's, it's up like, in heber it's yeah. like uh, uh it's like um the bates motel right like i don't he doesn't know where he goes they pay him handsomely he could be seriously arrested but all he does is harvest marijuana the whole time so i'm in with the right crowd you could get some goodwill with carrie though right the problem is he <laughs> harvests the marijuana <laughs> and you can't really take that stuff like they no no they you know no, it's highly as far as like what they like yeah. he's only allowed the clothes on his back it's messed yeah. up but he gets paid so well uh anyway it's a thing that i'll never do but i always talk about it, especially now since i've got a greenhouse i'm like come on i just want to grow it i won't smoke it i promise <laughs> Uh, the, so, but the thing, what's the one thing, thing you, what's the thing you have thing. to do, right? Um, I, I, I don't know that there's a thing. What did my brother say? Did he, what did he say? You guys asked him. I don't uh, remember. Maybe I, Jess has got it in her notebook. His was an outdoorsy thing, I think. Might have been a visit Tempa, it might have been Timpanogos Cave. Nope. It definitely wasn't Timpanogos Cave. Cause like, okay, so outdoorsy things, right? Like. Well, it doesn't have to be now. No, but I, thing. but like, so it, like if someone was coming to visit you, what's, like, and they were, never they, been no, his was actually, back. his was actually really awesome. He said, go meet someone local and engage with oh, yeah. them. Oh, yeah. That's, That's right. right. That's a very Yelpy oh, answer. He, yeah. He's so Yelpy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let, and let, so, so let me, so let me counterpoint to that though, because I am just joking. That guy, there is nobody that knows community better than that guy. It honestly. sounded like it. He just, you know, and, and being able to take people where they're at and just being able to be like, what, what drives you? What's your passion? Like that guy. So I, I mean, I want to answer the question and do it in kind of different categories, right? I think that there is a tremendous value in, um, uh, it, to know Utah 
to, you know, some sort of engagement with the LDS church, right? Not even for convergence sakes, but to understand that segment like of going people, to right? Basketball, a basketball game where you can see them all church torture ball. each other. <laughs> right? Like some sort of interaction like that. And I don't know that a church service is the way to go, but like, I, I think crucial to Utah, both good and bad, is, is that sort of cultural upbringing. So there's that. I think, uh, hike wise, uh, or outdoorsy thing, um, hiking the narrows down in Zion is gotta be the most fundamental thing, right? Oh, or, um, you know, and everybody does it, but like the big arch that's on the, on the, uh, delicate oh, arch delicate that's arch. on the license plate, right? Like the, like, going from city salt lake city which is a decent sized city to this place four hours away and it's just serene and it's big and it's you know you know it's um it's beautiful yeah beautiful and and then you know conversely then you got the dunes right so i just think like experiencing outdoor utah uh i don't have a really great answer as far as that goes then food wise um oh this is our favorite topic uh for me like um i I really love the soup kitchen in Sugar oh, House. I love the soup kitchen. <laughs> right? So good. So and, good. And, uh, and I don't know if it's just because so many times when I felt terrible and I turned to food because I'm an emotional eater, um, when I have felt terrible, I've just gone to that place, right? It's sort of been my regrouping, the energy to, to pick it up and go again. Uh, I don't think it's the best restaurant at all. Um, I, I love it for its, you know, smallness and that bathroom that I feel like someone is going to jump out of that other part that you don't really know what it is and stab me at any time. <laughs> um, could, could happen. You know, all the old crap on the walls and you're always kind of questioning, like, it's like, it's always the same four people that work here. How long have they worked here for? Do, do, do they ever not work here? Like, it, <laughs> like, um, I don't know. So restaurant, it's not the best at all, but I think about that. Um, so let's see. I cover culture and actor. Yeah, that would be it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Richie, how can people find you, get a hold of you if they want a singing telegram or a DJ? A DJ. What's the it's, best it's, way it's, to get a hold uh, of you? Any social media, it's at Richie T. Stedman, and I'm pretty active on most of them. Snapchat, I don't get because I have. Well, hold I ha- on. How old are you? Because that's why, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm not 26 or younger. Well, and yeah, I just, my problem is, here. here's really the deal with Snapchat. I don't remember what I talked to you about, right? And since it deletes the message before, <laughs> like you'll send us pretty specific answer and I will sit there and be like, what did I ask? What is that an answer to? Why? What is that? And so I find myself just cursing it that it's not a text message, right? And I know that's not what most people use it for. No, but that's for what me, kids use it for. My kids text each other using Snapchat. Yeah, they take right. pictures of the floor and, and snap them to each other. Right. And then my daughter doesn't understand how she used 30 gigs of data in a month. And right. I'm like, because you're sending pictures and video. All the time. 30,000 times a day. Like, But I just, yeah, I just don't get that. Uh, so it's at Richie T. Stedman. Um, Without a T, people. There's no T in Richie. Yeah, in Richie, but there is a T in Richie <laughs> yeah. T. Yeah, it's a Richie. Richie. No, it's R-I-C-H-I-E. Like T- Richie Rich. S-T-E-A-D-M-A-N. Uh, and with that, I'll, you know, I'll tell you, uh, you I, should, you I, should change it to R. Thomas Stedman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you should spell out comma. C-O-M-M-A. <laughs> I, w- I was 
Rick Stedman all growing up. And when I went to college, I decided to be Richie T. Rick Stedman is a power name, right? That's like Max I'm Rick Stedman or you yep. know Johnny Steele. That's a that's a power name. Uh, I'm Rick Stedman, right? But it didn't feel like it fit. And then no, I think you'd have to drive a bike, have a tattoo, right? Like, that or would like, be required. yeah, you don't drive bikes, you ride them, or you <laughs> let them ride you. I have no We're still talking about a bike. And I've often joked about becoming Dick Stedman when I turn 50. <laughs> it is I don't Richard think you Ray. can be at a general authority with that name. Well, no, Dick. but like Dick Stedman. Oh, it's old yeah. Dicky. Dick Stedman, right? Oh, it's all crazy Dick Stedman. Right. Hey, it's old Dick Stedman. How are you doing? <laughs> Only if you keep your hair like that. Right. Or if you'd get your teeth removed again. So Honestly, you can yeah. Oh, it's Dick Stedman. <laughs> He's come down from the mountain. Honestly, if you do eventually get your own like shock jock type radio show, I think you have to go back to Rick Stedman, though. Yeah, it could be. Some say he's still out there. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen closely <laughs> late at night. <laughs> the tales of old Dick Stedman. Uh, what was even the... Oh, yeah, Richie T. Stedman. Sorry. We get going on it, and I'm like, what was the question? Yeah, at Richie T. Stedman is the easiest way. And if you go to RichieTStedman.com, my phone number's there, and most people that listen number. to Radio From Hell have my telephone number, and we'll always be like, hey, and I'll be like, all right, you? so it's two in the morning. What are we doing? What, yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> I, I'm I not only, doing a booty call tonight. Sorry. I usually it's only not... text Richie if I can't get into the studio. Right. Hey, uh, Richie, it's Bree. Uh, I'm at the door. I can't get in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite, though, is because a lot of people really, like I've given it out on air a few times, people will, uh, at first, not so much anymore, but be like, hey. Are you guys giving out Foo Fighters tickets tomorrow? And it's like, dude, it's 1.30 in the morning. So <laughs> I understand that you think we're close because I share a lot of stuff, but probably not 1.30 in the morning. What are we giving away on the air tomorrow? Kind I of only thing. text you when I find MASH things. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm like I'm over, overly accessible, I right? I love MASH. Who's your favorite character? This, te- this is telling, by the way. Clinger. No, that's hot lips. Yeah. No, that's that's hard because I think I like I like BJ because he's kind of he's kind of odd. Like everybody is like this super odd always... character and he's kind of normal. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in this this camp of oddities. Right. Right. He's just like the normal guy, and that's odd mm. because everybody else is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you always have to kind of, kind of like Hawkeye a little bit. I like the original Colonel who was on for like one season, half the second, and then they send him home as the helicopter gets shot. Oh, Henry house. Blake! Yeah, really? That's <sighs> your that's your pick. I liked him. I liked his hat. I'm sorry, you can't be my best friend anymore. <laughs> I, I am such a Hawkeye guy. I was just gonna say you gotta like, but you've gotta like him. Yeah, yeah. that's your dream interview, huh? Yes. If I, I ever I could asleep. sit down with Alan Alda, I fall asleep to Mash. That's my well. The way uh, Salt Lake Comic Con's going, uh, we He's might probably going to be on yeah, because they John they're getting Cusack. older and older oh, and older. R- recent, I I love it, and I've asked those guys, and I don't feel. I mean, we're not like friends or whatever, but like I feel an akinship to them, and I'm like, come on, Alan Alda would blow. Honestly, he would. I w- think tons would, of people would, would love to blow see Alan that Alda. con up. A certain, you know. Of a certain men, age. Yeah, women men, men and women age. of a certain age. <laughs> I like this science show. So, right? I, but, well, I, I, but I think he appeals to earlier stuff because well, he did yeah. that movie like with uh, Ben Stiller. I, yeah. And I think you'll get the same crowd that's that's pulled in for who, who who's the MacGyver guy? Oh, Richard. Uh, Richard Dean Anderson. Richard Dean yeah. Anderson. Yeah. yeah, I think you get like the same Richard kind Dean of crowd for, for that because I'm excited for the MacGyver guy. So I saw Alan Alda on Broadway 
he was in a show called Love Letters with Candace Bergen. How old is he now? Uh, you know? Old. He's like seventies. Like no, <laughs> he's not William he, Shatner or Stanley Old. But he's, he's uh, yeah, he's probably late seventies, early eighties, probably. All that show is is they they read letters from a script, right? Oh. They so they've worked it, but they don't have to memorize it. So that was sort of fascinating. It blew my mind, and there was parts where I'm just like, oh my god. So I waited out. I waited out by the stage door to try and get a picture with him, and uh, I kind of like I get the, I got this blurry sort of picture with him. But it really was like um, like this formative. I feel like without even recognizing it, like so many lessons in comedy just from observance, from watching the the banter that you know Alan Alda as Hawkeye Pierce on Mass was. Such a mopey kind of cool like even when he loses it character right like woman womanizing and uh he's got this couple of episodes where he goes crazy right it was a baby <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad it don't laugh about the baby, baby. <laughs> don't laugh about the chicken baby kids out there google it mash yeah. mash it M was period a, baby. a period s period h period chicken baby i think it's asterisk Asterix. Asterix. She always that girl. But MASH, but MASH is an acronym. So For Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Yeah. Yep. It's not like you're a And it's filmed in the hills of Hollywood. Not in Korea. Do, do, where do. It was based. But I like it, the words of the song. You have to watch the movie to hear the words. That's right. True. It's not in the TV Suicide show. Yeah, the movie sucked. Movie never saw terrible. Never saw the movie because I didn't want to. Oh. That wasn't my Hawkeye. That you're wasn't good. my. It was terrible. You know. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we get to hear the, l- the lyrics, just the song. <laughs> Chris, is, <laughs> Chris is not a mash fan. We, ta- I watch fan. a lot of mash growing up because it was on. It was syndicated. Yeah, little House, mash, on, yeah. little house on the Prairie. Yeah, you watch yeah. the news and then you get two episodes of Mash. If you're mash, good, parents would let you stay up and watch it with Little them. House on the Prairie, Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island. Island. Yeah, uh, Bewitched. Yes, Master. No, wait, that wasn't Bewitched. Do you remember? I mean, it's my dream of genius. Nick at Night was at night. Yeah. And now there's like, oh, Nick at Night is all day. They got their own channel. Yeah, Yeah. but when we were kids, MTV played music. That's true. And cartoons were only on Saturday. Yeah, that's true. Spoiled for like a couple hours on Saturday. Yeah, and you had to get up at like 5 a.m. Because after 11, it went to like infomercials. 11. 11. What world were you living in? 5 a.m. to about 9 a.m. And <laughs> right. Then, and, right. Then, and then it was the live action bullshit like Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse, which was okay. Now right. The but you, can help but us. The, the, the cartoons <laughs> were done. Right. And then you get like the Ronco, Rompo Peel, uh, yeah. food dehydrated with the woman who's like, turkey jerky. I even love saying it. Now, turkey jerky. The thing is, <laughs> I like to set it. And forget, forget it. it. Right. The infomercials haven't gone away, though. They're nope. still on at the same time. Hey, I like infomercials. Who's buying that shit? I don't because I buy that shit. <laughs> I wanted a food dehydrator so bad growing I up. And I, you know, I'm just young, young kid. Mom, I want a food dehydrator. What? Or like the, you remember the, the, like the stand up blender? Yeah. You can make mayonnaise. Mom, I want to make a, mayonnaise. A submersion <laughs> blender. Yeah, submer- no, those are, those are legit though. We have one of those. Yeah, yeah no, that's my thing. But like you'd see the and way the Ginsu they knife. Yeah. And cut uh, through pop cans and right. bricks. Mom, and I want to cut through pop I have cans. Still, I have been in a couple of stores <laughs> in the last 10 years where someone rounded up people and then took them and did a freaking knife demonstration. Really? Yeah, not Sam's I thought they only either. did that at like the state fair. No, but yeah, it's the best part. Our state fair. I got a slap chop in the room, the room over there that I've used like twice. 
in <laughs> my mom years. got it. My mom likes as seen on TV. We got a slap chop right there, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> slap her so she'll chop. Who's with me, right? <laughs> right, sexist? Who's that's, with me? That's why brides wear white, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end on that? Cool. Thank you for joining us. Seriously, hey, it's been a fantastic conversation. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, so people can get a hold of you at Richie T. Stedman. Yeah, RichieTSteadman.com, R-I-C-H-I-E-T, Stedman, S-T-E-A-D-M-A-N. Uh, hire him for your weddings, funerals, um, singing telegrams. Um, uh, mitzvahs. All sorts of stuff, yeah. yeah. I do Birthday all sorts parties. Of, I did one of those um, Jewish weddings. Is that where they put them up on the chair? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That was insane. It <laughs> <laughs> was great. That was so much fun. I'm uh, just going to go get married quietly in Hawaii. Do it. Which island? Mm, I well, don't know. I like the big island. Yeah. but I want to stay in that room by the dolphins again. Yeah. That was nice. Do you know the dolphins? <laughs> Do you talk Do to you them? Do you talk to them? <laughs> Does he know your name? Do you have a dolphin? <laughs> I love it that we're all the same age and know it because other people are like... I'm- so that's where we're going to end it. Jim Carrey wasn't always <laughs> just like a crazy, you know, anti-vaxxer. Is that? Who's Chris Farley? <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Richie. So I think that's going to do it uh, for the show. Um, thanks again to uh, Richie T. He's the best. For as busy as he is, it's so awesome that he finally was able to Take get a couple some hours out of his uh, out. Yeah. busy, hectic, crazy life and uh, come hang out and chat with us. And hope he gets home before he falls asleep. I think he will. He didn't <laughs> seem super tired yet. And he had he still had stuff to do. So, so I you know, probably had to play to perform or fucking housework to do or, you know, whatever. So... But uh, thanks to him. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with like the show. Like it, share it, please. Uh, yeah, share it. Uh, like us. Uh, fuck it. Don't even like us. Just share <laughs> what you find. Um, I don't give a shit about your likes. I mean, they're nice, but share what you see. And talk to um, us. You want to see us. it. You hear it. Yeah, so we're on Facebook, the New Utah Podcast, at TNU Podcast on Twitter. If you have an event, let us know. We'll retweet it. Uh, we'll post it up on Facebook for you. We'll, sh- we'll share your shit. You share ours. Uh, you can also see. <laughs> That's well, our new slogan. Shitty, <laughs> this is a shitty, shitty filled episode. We'll share your shit. You share ours. Uh, and and uh, get cooler. You can always check out our blog, uh, thenewutah.wordpress.com. Um, if I'm alive next week, um, maybe I'll post something, post fireworks uh, about how much I fucking hate fireworks now. Um, and uh, maybe after July 4th, I'll uh, have 15 minutes to feel my own feelings. It's a plan. It's fill your feelings, not feel your feelings. No, it's feel your feelings. It's fill your feelings. We had that discussion while he was here. While I was gone? No. Right while you were sitting there. Anyway, have a good day, folks. Have a great 4th of July. Don't fucking start fires. And uh, light shit on fire responsibly.